joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And this week we're talking about the Amityville Horror. This is we're going to do the story. It's going to be a two-parter. This week we're going to do the story. Next week we'll present a, a, a balanced, sceptical rebuttal to the official story of uh, this. One of the most famous hauntings, would you say? I'd say. Yeah, I've heard of it. And that means <laughs> precisely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Alleged haunting, we should say. <coughs> Yeah, they say it, but um, it's fun. Yeah, it's an alright. I've, uh, yeah, I've not seen, seen the, film. the films. I haven't seen the film, but I've heard a podcast about it, so I'm vaguely clued into what happened. But uh, we should explain the format of the show if you're the if you're new. Yep, um, we're going to do some weird news. There's some random shit we found on the net. Um, might take twenty minutes, half an hour, maybe a little bit longer. Depends how much of a tangent we go down on some of this stuff. <laughs> Then we will cut on to the uh, the main thrust of today's topic. So, uh, main thrust. Let's uh, let's do the first bit of weird news. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Police plan for civil unrest after No Deal Brexit. Bit of politics from Mike. This start the show. Yeah. Oh. Um, police chiefs could be forced to call on the military to tackle civil disorder in the event of a no-deal Brexit, according to a leaked document. Contingency plans drawn up by the National Police Coordination Centre warn that a possible shortage of medicine could, quote, feed civil disorder, end quote, and a rise in the price of goods could see, quote, widespread protest, which could then escalate into disorder, end quote. Are you happy with yourself, Farage, you <laughs> fucking arse-faced... No, because he's allegedly a fucking arse face. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just going to say it. Fuck you, Farage. Yeah, I think that one will stand up in court. The judge will look over and go, Yes, he does have an arse for a face. (laughs) Case closed. (laughs) Arsed face wank sock. (laughs) (laughs) He wank sock of a man. (laughs) He's a wank sock of a man, actually. I'm not even going to say allegedly. Uh, This is terrifying, boys. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. Shortage of medicine. (coughs) <coughs> and diabetic children. My dad? Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the but children to, as but, well. What does somebody think of the children? <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's enough Catholic there. priests to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> ben went there. <laughs> so, civil unrest. Just, I mean, I'm not the biggest political thinker or commentator, but uh, even I can see it. As a Tory government... This Tory government specifically, well, it doesn't matter what brand they are, they're the government. This was their fucking idea. Yeah. If it ends up with rioting or massive marches, civil unrest, where the fucking military is being called in, well, you fucked up, haven't you? And what. But do they care? Exactly. What comeuppance will there be? None. What, they won't they have might to get pay voted out for about they, 10 years. They that's about it. Say, well, you wanted this, you voted for it. They'll get a comfy job uh, in a bank. 
an arms manufacturer. Yeah. Do you know what? I've got one opinion actually that I heard a snippet on the news of her saying, her, sorry, Theresa May, thank you for your service. Our beloved Not, PM. Yeah, our <laughs> beloved PM, saying that um, having a referendum now, a re referendum essentially, would be to cheat democracy because that's what we voted for. Okay, but how about now we have an informed fucking referendum because you fed the public with fucking fallacies, lies and guesswork. Yeah. Everyone lapped it, well not everyone, 51% or whatever, lapped it up and went and voted and they said, oh, we can't have a re-vote. But now we all know the fucking truth, so let's have another vote and see who votes this time. Yeah. Surely. Now we've got some information of what well, a sensible society would do that, wouldn't it? Oh, God. But we aren't living in a sensible society. So we're all gonna, I've been joking for weeks now that I'm going to have to fight old ladies in the co-op. It's coming <laughs> true! I might have to. Oh. I'm going to get called back up and have to fucking bludgeon you guys <laughs> over the head. I'm just getting beans, Ben. Beans. She don't need them. She's 86. <laughs> You'll crack her as well. <laughs> Did you vote for this, love? <laughs> yes. Smack, smack. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. yeah. Is this a strong possibility? On the plus side, I'll have all the medicine and food I want. Well, this is the National Police Coordination right. Centre that have drawn up these contingency plans, so... They think they there's think, a possibility, they don't think they? think there's a possibility. Mm. It's not like they're saying, that'll never happen. Fuck! The next paragraph there says, there could be a rise in acquisitive crimes such as theft along with massive traffic queues at ports leading to unprecedented and overwhelming yeah. disrespect. Disruption in the wider road network. So you're gonna fuck with my job, as well. <laughs> Teresa. I'm on the road enough. I'm gonna be stuck out there in endless queues, and my boss will be on the phone going like, "Don't burn too much fuel because it's finite now." Yeah. There's not enough petrol. We've only got enough to last us the month. Fucking Tory monsters! <laughs> what have you done? Oh God. Yeah. I'm gonna inhale this joint through my arsehole and see if it gets me more stone. <laughs> Look us. Theft's gonna go up, but profits for drug dealers will go down. Oh Jesus Christ! No one's gonna be buying weed. Who's gonna have the money? Exactly. So the drug dealer industry's gone. Thieving's up. Are they? Please tell me. Pub trade's gone because no one can afford to buy booze. Please tell me that the government are right now busily fighting, doing everything in their power, everything conceivable to ensure that this doesn't happen. Oh, they bollocks! The bet the Brexit leader, David Davis, didn't even have a plan for two years. Yeah. He went into this with a plan, and then he quit. It's, a, there was no a, it's not a farce, mate. Then Theresa May... The laughing stock of the world. Theresa May went we to... Trump, we would, we would yeah. be. Uh, she went to... Not to do me, to check. has got a cabinet there and said, right, we're going to... This is the plan. It's going to be a fucking soft Brexit. You know, right. we're just going to sort of half in, half out. Like, Everything will stay the same virtually. We like just Sweden. Yeah, we just don't get a say in some stuff. And then, of course, your you Reese Moggs, your Boris Johnson's, your... Yeah, um, what's that other spineless bastard's name? Gove. Gove. Oh. Ian Duncan Smith. <laughs> the most smackable face in the history of faces. They, they all played their face because they want a hard Brexit. They want us out completely. No, no, and they don't care if it's a no deal. They don't care if there's a recession because they're millionaires. Mm -hmm. And they, and Reese Mark in particular, has just moved his company's fucking headquarters to Ireland, which is still in the EU. So that means you won't fucking get to. He won't take the hit for it personally. Yeah. You can't fucking write this. No, no, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's a kleptocracy, mate. It's not a fucking. That's we don't a new word to me. What does that mean? It means klepto means theft. Oh yeah, of course it does. Kleptomania. It's a bunch of people that run the country and thieve for all they can. They can yeah. get. That we're, is we're just the situation we're living they in. Use, aren't they? They don't give yeah. a fuck about. With a bewildered herd. Yeah. Fuck's sake. 
So yeah, it's um, so <laughs> hang on. So, however, the report added there was a real possibility that soldiers would be deployed and police would have leave cancelled around the date of the UK's withdrawal from the European Union in March next year. Some forces would need widespread leave embargoes, and others such as Kendrick's message unilaterally cancel rest days and leave immediately after the twenty. So they're preparing. So you've got loads of tired, like crotchety, on the edge, pissed off policemen. Yeah. Great! Most of them probably armed as well. Do you remember a few yeah. years ago and Boris bought all them water cannons? Yeah, yeah. And we know what they were for now, don't we? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he did buy like four water cannons. Yeah. yeah. This is a nightmare. This is why I ignore everything, but I know intellectually <laughs> I can't ignore this. This is big. I'm going to have to think ahead about this for the girls, for. Fucking hell. This is horrible. I don't like it. It's shocking. There's only three types of people still want this, though. You're racists, yeah. gammons, yeah. and you're just generally fucking fanatical, hard Brexiteer. Already rich people. I'd, no, the, I'd add the ignorant in there as well. Ignorant. Because yeah. I'm not talking about the super rich now. I'm talking about the upper middle classes who've got a lot more. We would look at them as rich, but in reality, they're not that rich. They've got to buy food from somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? They use... Their supermarkets need supplying too, so this isn't just. Well, their taxes are being cut, so they're they're actually making money. Their their money's going up. Yeah, but you see, my point going down. Yeah, but my point is though, they're still going to be up shit street if this goes as wrong because they've had they've had the compensation, the tax breaks. Yeah, but what they doesn't matter how much money you've got. There's no food to buy. Oh, they'll be able to have food, of course. They will look at the money. But no, but my point is, they still. I'm not talking about super. I'm talking about the upper middle class, someone who's on sixty grand a year, like a head teacher. Yeah, he's still going to go to the supermarket. It doesn't matter. He's not uber rich. No, but he can probably, you know... It's going to affect him, though, It'll it? affect him a bit, but he can sort of, you know, he can sort of absorb a doubling in the price of beans. I mean, it ain't going to affect him that yeah, much. Yeah, but if there's no beans, he's still going to be in the be queue. beans for people like that. He's always going to, he's going to be in the same queue, though, fighting. The beans will be there. They'll just be twice as much. Mm. Well... Let's talk, stop talking about the price of beans. <laughs> I drifted off for a moment there. But the point is, people... The, way, the reason this went badly wrong, this whole Brexit thing, is uh, including the vote itself, is that, yeah, the majority of sensible, edu- reasonably well-educated people looked at it and went, you know what? Probably for the best that we stay in. What it was is and people were pissed off yeah. with the, the status quo and they wanted to hit back at the establishment. That's what yeah, they wanted to Trump. The, this wasn't the way to do well, it. Well, no, I know. But, but it wasn't. When you're angry and scared, you don't react normally, do you? You react. No, most of them were just fucking racists. You'd yeah, be surprised. I told, you about, I told you about my real world example that I have of it is one of my bestest, who's a teacher, not a racist at all, but not into politics at all either. He just read the information that was given to him, made a decision based on that and thought to himself, well, Brexit sounds like a good thing for our country, you know, economically, and went and voted Brexit and then all, was basically shunned from the staff room by all his colleagues. They were like, you did fucking what? Yeah. And he's just like, huh? The more, the more educated... It's said on the class. bus. It's said yeah. on the he side believed of the lies, unfortunately. That's the thing, yeah, yeah, he just got... Because he's not into politics yeah. at all. He's not a stupid man by any stretch of the imagination. He just looked at it you know, and yeah, he read, you know, on the side of that bus, it said, you know, we're going to have this many more hospitals yeah. or something. And off he yeah, went it's going to be the likes of him that are going to be hit by it. the poor you know, people. And the, the, oh, the schools are a massive hit, aren't they? The, the, the education budget's going to be cut. Yeah, you've got kids going hungry at school now, aren't you? Yeah, it's 
fucking disgrace to be fair but yeah Farage fucking call it the woodwork so joining the leave campaign even though no one asked him to right one last sort of question then and we because we could probably go on about this for a couple of hours to be fair the people like Rhys Mogg and stuff like that who yeah we know they're millionaires so it won't affect them personally but what is their reasoning why do they think this is a good thing because they obviously they're not just look all jokes aside they're not sitting there like let's really fuck with the people <laughs> so they can make the laws that help them rather right. than the EU get in the way and we're yeah. just the side effect so that's yeah. their motivation I also remember the EU was going to bring in something about dodging tax in 2019 which their companies probably yeah. do there's going to be no more legal tax loopholes they're going to all be shut yeah. so their companies would take that all of a sudden have to pay massive tax bills which affects them personally that's probably what it boils down to for people like that the, the super rich amongst the government is that they'll take a personal financial hit what's the, the is there any way this can be good yeah we get the, the soft brexit hard in half in half out we get labor in government that gives us a new green new deal is the election before March? No. Fuck, so we're fucked either way then. What can Labour do? Well, nothing till 2022, unless there's a snap election. Yeah, which there probably will be or the day after the fucking... Or the, uh, no, it's like the day after the Brexit goes through so they can jump themselves out of power. Leave someone else to deal with the mess. That's oh, what I'd do. God. Wouldn't you? It's so much better when you just ignore things. But this, <laughs> this is one that can't be ignored, isn't it? If beans are going to be twice as much, sorry, then, but, you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> we all know what beans are. Unless you're American, you're thinking of something... Whatever you're thinking of now, my American friend, it's not what we're talking about. Google baked beans. Heinz baked beans. Uh, beans, beans, and musical like, fruit. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> the more you eat, the more you do. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Good source of fibre. Quite high in salt and sugars, though. Yeah. Always read the label. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. This fuck ton of misery. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's Brexit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's that's a sums up. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Well, popular diabetes drug causes flesh-eating bacteria to eat your genitals. This is from NaturalNews.com, which is a complete pseudoscience. Website, I should point out. How can it specifically eat your genitals? Well, it doesn't. This is just lies. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Read it to me, though. Because it's natural news. It's from the FDA. They FDA say warning. it's from the FDA. All right, let's have a look then. Uh, what we got? Some medication side effects are easier to ignore than others. <laughs> you might be willing to overlook the occasional headache, for example. But a bacterial infection that eats away at the flesh of your genitals, that's a deal breaker for most people. Yeah. It sounds like the kind of obscure side effects you might expect from a specialist medicine for a very rare disease, but the illness known as uh, necroteasing facilitus of the perineum is actually a potential side effect of uh, why, sorry, potential side effect of several widely used diabetes medications. Now the FDA is warning patients and doctors about this highly concerning problem, which is also known as Fournier's gangrene. So you're telling me that people have been taking these drugs for years. What well, do you think that they, that, you know, and all of they thoroughly the test every off. drug to the maximum? No, but... If you've got, you got some pharmacy company bunging you a million dollars, yeah, saying, I also rush this through. I also expect people who've had their genitals eaten by flesh <laughs> to be out in the press causing a fucking rampage rather than me never hearing anything about it until I read an article well, from a dodgy they get, website. They get probably get paid off with non-disclosure agreements. I think I'd be telling everybody... <laughs> 
Would you? I'd You'd be, be telling everyone that your genitals have been eaten away. I would be. I wouldn't be setting that on the rooftops. I'd be in the press. Oh, what the fuck? Would you be in the press? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want other people to lose their genitals, do I? I've eaten some genitals. Oh, man. I don't know. It, it, as with everything, Listers is the fact checker. They go and yeah. they find out. Natural news is bollocks. But if it is true, it's a bit of a bitch, isn't it? Well, it is a little bit. I suppose the moral of the story is if you can help it, don't become diabetic. Keep your nuts. Well, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll move don't on. Don't eat yeah. my nuts. Oh, man, I, I saw this headline, but he just looks too comical to be true. He looks like Paul Blart. He Malcolm. does look like Paul Blart, doesn't he? Um, can I please read this good. in a newsreader's voice? Yes, you can, yes. And finally this evening, a hospital security guard who filmed his farts at work for six months is sacked. <laughs> he filmed... How? Florida-based dog, who goes by the pseudonym Paul Flart, uh. runs a Fart Authority Instagram page which he regularly updates with videos of himself flatulating. Oh, yeah, of course, you he's a big watch? fat dude. Okay, we okay. Oh, um, uh. His fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna laugh. I, I don't. <laughs> oh, you sour-faced old. <laughs> Just to explain to the listener, this guy is a is a, a large gentleman, and he's looking directly into the camera, completely blank faced. He's not happy or sad. No. It's just complete blank face, as, as his, his ass makes music behind him. Uh, it's only because he looks like Paul Blart, and he even calls himself Paul Flat, and he's a mole security guard. He's obviously done that look on purpose to get himself some fucking attention. Then he realised it wasn't enough, so he's farting on the fucking... Oh, but I bet his well, Instagram page has got fucking millions. No. Does it say? It's got 28,000 followers. That's still more than us, and I'm jealous. All he's doing is farting down a microphone. That's because, that's because these people... That's essentially what we do, though, isn't it? <laughs> and these people are putting up some kind of, some kind of fart fetish. 28,000 oh, users on Instagram have a fart fetish. That's plausible. There's millions of users. He told Vice, quote, The lobby has really great acoustics, and naturally, we all fart. One day I ripped a rather nice one, and I got really good sound from it. So the next time it happened, I recorded it and sent it to my group chat. Oh, I'm surprised he's got enough friends to have a group chat. Yeah, he's got his mom, his dad. <laughs> His sister and his brother in it, I'd imagine. Oh, man. Doug said his friends loved it and suggested he take his toilet humour to social media. They're not your friends, Doug. They're, <laughs> laughing. They're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. Excuse me. Um, for six months, he farted through his shifts at the hospital, publishing each pop for a small but loyal crowd that grew to 500 Instagram followers. <laughs> But then his fan base exploded, and soon after his account went viral, Doug was fired from his job at the hospital. Yes, because you should be looking, doing your job is of farting on Instagram. Come on, there's a problem with this security guard. Exactly, what do security guards do? They fucking walk around 
Doing fuck all? Or they yeah. sit around doing fuck all? Should we just sat there going, go, specifically going to the lobby, filming yourself farting? Should we fucking do it? His the world You're turning into the fun place. Yeah, it will be a better place if everyone just farted around and. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Nothing to get done! He's mad enjoy. His job's to do nothing. It's one of the most, le- most labour unintensive careers you could possibly have. Security guard. That doesn't explain why he's so large. Yeah, you just. What's it? Walk round. And the fact that he has to fucking make himself look like Paul Blar just because he's a fat security guard, I just think you're fucking attention seeking. They have something. No. <laughs> you, can a, you can cosplay as Paul Blar, there you go, you can have at that. At work, though, he is winning at life, or he was. He's cosplaying at work in his normal outfit, yeah. so he's killing two birds with one stone, getting 28,000 followers on Instagram. Boom, I bet oh, he no, he's lost his fucking overworked, underpaid job because he wanted to fart. He is not overworked, Ben. Underworked, don't, underworked <laughs> underpaid job because he wanted to fart. Uh, well, yes, it's weird, but I I applaud it. I love the lunacy of the internet. The, the, yes, you could say that this represents a low point in society. <laughs> but you could also say it was pretty funny. It was not funny. I, I'm one of the people who doesn't do the fart joke, to be honest. If somebody else farts around me loudly and obscenely, I get quite pissed off, because I don't think it's funny. But we all do it. If I do one at home out there, I'll make myself laugh, right? But I just don't... I'm not... But that video I found, he's putting online, I'm not there smelling it, so I can no. chuckle at that. But, um... <laughs> I don't be sat away from people. I honestly lose my shit at work sometimes. No, no pun intended. But, um, <laughs> like, we're, we're in a queue load in the van, like, in a line. And, like, young lad will just raise a cheek and, like... <laughs> and he's fucking laughing his ass off. And the other lads are all like, oh, it's going to stink. And all I'm like, I'm going to fucking kick his ass. Like, where the fuck were you born? Where were you raised? You, you don't fucking do that, man. You fucking leave the room. Or I remember you, my you brother-in-law farted once and it was, <laughs> smelled so bad my nephew was sick. Ace. <laughs> 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 uh, work, I got like a similar thing as Gary. It's all like sat in a smoking area and someone just goes... <laughs> and you sat to you classy fuck. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well done, mate. Are you, yeah. are you six? But... I, I laugh at my own. Thoughts, farting in the bath. Yeah, yeah, Hilarious. I laugh at my own. I just don't <laughs> Let you follow through. Unless you follow through in the bath. Yeah. That's the way you don't want to follow through. Don't shit in the bath. <laughs> it always ends up messy. <laughs> Just ends up you have to clean it at the end of the day. Oh, but it's like if if one of the one of the kids does a fart, it's a bit, they feel the need to announce it, even though you've just heard it. Like, ah, it's rumped! Hey! Fuck up with your fucking gassy ass. Uh, well, we went from a, a heavy political discussion to farting. That's what I love about this show. Paul, <laughs> that's, what's his name? Paul Flart. Yeah. Paul Fart. Flart. Has he got a segue or is he too large? <laughs> is his segue powered by farts? Uh, it's a bit of extra boost. <laughs> Sorry, I, I think we should move on. <laughs> He's lost his job, the poor lad. Should have fucking been at work there, shouldn't he? He's a miserable fucking... <laughs> Line up, bro, if I man. Did, just if fine. I did that at work, so I'd fucking film myself <laughs> at work, not farting, but just, hey, I'm just going to go and put a pallet away now. I'd get the sack. <laughs> your, your management, Ben, you've got to lead an example, haven't you? 
Well, yeah, I'm just doing my job, not standing well, in the lobby farting, pretend, filming myself. Pretend management. <laughs> they, they tell you you're in the club so you'll get coffee for them and stuff like that, but you're not really in the club, are you? Have you got your own space? Car parking space? No, no. Not in the club, yeah. Got an email address. And, uh, <laughs> oh, actually, that's more than I fucking got. <laughs> got an email address and um, I got a phone. <laughs> oh, man. I had a go at the office for... A customer was ringing me and I was like, I do not give my fucking number to customers, what the fuck? And I, not a go, an aggressive go, but I was like, please don't give out my personal number, because it's not a work number, it's, it's my personal number, and I don't want people casing me while I'm driving. And uh, she's like, I didn't give him the number. I was like, well, he's got it from somewhere. Anyway, when I got to the customer, he was like, oh, sorry for ringing that, but <laughs> you did say I could call you and check to see when you're going to be here. And I was like, what? I gave him my fucking number! <laughs> <laughs> we... Does not affect you in any negative way, though, <laughs> with memory loss. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, dick. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's weird news. We're done with the fight. Can, we, um, yeah. can we call a swift break? Yep. Awesome. And we're back. So, let's start with the Amityville, the story of the Amityville horror. Amityville, 30 miles outside of New York, nestled on the, in the Long Island town of Amityville, stands 112 Ocean Avenue. A Dutch colonial style house. It's like little cool um, windows in the top of the house. Look at the eyes. Yeah, it does look like yeah. a weird freak. It looks like the film that should. Uh, try that again. Looks like a house that should be in a film, doesn't it? Yeah, love the style though. Beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a pool. It's got sea access. It's fucking expensive. It was an expensive house for the mm-hmm. family lived there. Later, they changed the name to uh, High Hope. Right. And uh, went on the market in 2016 for a snip at $850,000. When was this? Uh, 2016. This is, remember, a really nice neighbourhood. And it's a very nice uh, house. It's it's, you know, it's pool, five bedrooms, pool. You've got to be pretty well off. Mm. Um, so, November the 13th, 1974. 23-year-old Ronnie Butch DeFeo enters Henry's Bar in Amityville and declared, you got to help me, I think my mother and father are shot. You think? Yeah. This is what Boogie... Remember, at this point, he's still kind of in denial about doing it, isn't he? He's, uh... So, Ronnie and a group went to the house and found that DeFeo's parents were indeed dead, along with Ronnie's four siblings. All of them were laid out on their stomachs, all of them in shot in the back. Ronald DeFeo Sr., 44, Louis, Louise DeFeo, uh, 42, Dawn, his sister Dawn, 18, his sister Alison, 13, Mark, 12, and John Matthew, 9. All killed in their beds, all laid face down on their stomachs, and they'd all been shot with a .35 caliber Marlin lever action rifle. That, well, the parents have been shot twice, all the children... Uh, only once. Evans suggested that Louise and the daughter, Alison, had both been awake. Which wouldn't surprise you. Point thirty five, that rifle is ap- it's like a cannon going mm. off in that house. It always bugged me in the film, you see it in the film. Yeah. And the guy goes around and shoot him, they're, they're just lying in their bed, you like you'd hear the first gunshot and wake the fuck up. They reckon that gun going off, that rifle mm. going off, they'd have heard that four blocks away. I mean, this happened at 3.15am in the morning. Deathly quiet. Did he go yeah. around and chloroform them or something? Well, that's, there was no, no evidence in the bloodstream. No stream, evidence to suggest that, yeah. Literally, they were all just laid down, face yeah. down on their beds. And this was the 60s? 
There's no alcohol, no drugs in the bloodstream. Oh, they checked for that. Yeah. Yeah. This is 1974. Maybe they were just so terrified. No, you'd get out and fucking run, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, unless... Because the dad... Unless there was multiple shooters. That's a possibility know. we'll come into later mm. on. Because the dad was a legitimate businessman, but also certainly only a generation out of being at the mob, possibly, allegedly. Right. Yeah, that was a thinking round town. That was it? a thinking round town that the mob, the mob had killed him off. It was a mob hit, you see. <laughs> and they do sound. <laughs> it is very New Jersey. This guy speaks like you know. Like, oh, Sopranos. He speaks. He speaks like. Um, Never seen Sopranos. No, I know. Oh, he speaks. He, speaks like, he sounds like. Uh, I listened to DeFeo speak, and he sounds like Tommy from Goodfellas. Okay. Little Weasley, like hey. Yeah, mm. I, I didn't shoot my parents. <laughs> you know, that kind of... I think they're shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it was... Time of death was put at um, around 3am that morning. No one had any shots. Should have been heard for blocks around. This, this, that's what I found strange. Mm. And the multiple shooter thing will come in, but it's also possibly one for next week when we tell mm. the truth. Okay. We'll, Can you not buy a muffler on a gun? Even now, it's a point thirty-five. Then and the mufflers aren't as effective as the films make them sound. <laughs> Muffler, the silencer. I don't know why that word's yeah. funny, but it is. So the thing is, they found the, they found the rifle. All the stuff was there. You know, it's mm. yeah. Ronnie Senior, the father, was an abusive asshole. Basically, he loved to beat up his wife and kids on a bad day. But then he would flip side and. Shower them gifts when he when he got a bonus or that's what they do, isn't it? They, mm. they get become guilty then when, um, when they're sober up, they're guilty. Yeah, and, and he loved to throw uh, beat up Ronnie especially because he was the eldest. Uh, he used to throw him into the wall, which gave him a um, serious head injury once. Yeah, and um, what do most killers have or suffer in their formative years? Child abuse. Uh, no, it's a head, head injury. injury as well, yeah. It's one of the triumph oh, right. It's a head injury in mm. your formative years. Damages the uh, part of your brain that decides whether you're doing right or wrong. I banged my head quite a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> no, were you thrown into a wall? Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> no, of course. So he could be a psychopath. Yeah, there's a certain he's on the scale. Yeah, people said that he was a bit. Well, he got drug addictions as well. Yeah. He was on like ecstasy and heroin. And a bit not all there, that's what they said. Okay. All, all that's a good old-fashioned way of saying Yeah, it. well, the interview with the neighbours and stuff on this uh, documentary I watched, which is quite good. You know, he's living in, living in the basement. Channel 4. He's 23. Mm. He's, um, he's on heroin. He's on ecstasy. You know, he's an abusive father. Starts having... It's not a, it's not a good mix. No. And um, I think, as well, he starts probably getting some paranoia and hallucinations, because... Do you know who handed him the weapon to do it? Well, he says it was a hooded... Hooded demon, hooded yeah. female demon with black, black hands. Hands, black yeah. hands, that's it. And uh, she handed him the rifle, told him that uh, they're all plotting to kill him. Mm. But the police did say that could have been his sister. Ah, yes. There is a theory, and we might as well get into it now because we've touched on it already. The multiple shooters, one of them was his sister Dawn, okay. and an unidentified friend who apparently mm. ran off once it was done. Ronnie chased him at the house. Butch, mm. sorry, chased him at the house and never saw him again. There was also that the Ronnie and Dorm were having an incestuous affair. There was that rumour, wasn't there? There was that rumour. Yeah, it was just it's just literally a rumour. The grandfather went to see Ronnie in, in when he was being held mm. and was sort of uh, sequestered with him. But it's thought that uh, he kind of said, look, everyone knows you were banging your sister. 
don't bring any more shame on the family. Just fucking admit to the murders. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a thing that the three shooters. But we'll never know. In on it? Well, they did. They, they did think it was a mob hit. One of the catchphrases is "follow the money." Well, who, who financially? Where did the money go? Well, it didn't go anywhere. That's the thing. The house was sold quite cheap later on. Ah. See, Butch was taken in protection because he was saw his family been killed by a mob hitman. The mob hitman in question actually had an alibi that weekend, so they knew it was a mob hitman. Oh, that's Butch. <laughs> he's like, oh, I was at a town that weekend. I got these people who can back me up for that. Just, just as devil's advocate, yeah, um, advocate, advocate. Just because he's got an alibi doesn't mean he has an alibi. Well, no, that's if true. You know but I mean, they couldn't they... prove that it wasn't him. Somebody, yeah, so you couldn't prove it was him. Somebody was paid enough money to say, yeah, he was with me. And back in those days, crime was a lot easier in those days. It was, I mean, No Darwin CCTV, got... you know. Yeah. You know I mean, no camera phones, no like... Yeah, you know, yeah. I can't say I've not been somewhere now, because they will just search my number plate in every CCTV. Oh, yeah. There he is. You know, you and you could track your phone track if you wanted phone, to. Track yeah. my phone, that's the other things. So back then, crime was a lot easier, well, man. Dharma got away with it for years by living in a, a, a heavily black populated apartment block. Because <laughs> the police didn't give a shit what went on there. Yeah. Well, the projects. Yeah. The, the he, projects, yeah, yeah, he, yeah man. You're always yeah. troubling the projects. Yeah, so yeah, they just didn't really never went there. Uh, I'm so glad I got out of the ghetto, man. Mm. Yeah. Don't lie. Yes. This is the least yeah. drug life show in the world. <laughs> what Telford would be in. Yeah. What Telford, yeah. But we're, uh, the show isn't. So we're um, nice. Yeah, we're all right. Town's a bit shit. Pop and Dolly. Where do Pop I live? Pop and Dolly. Full of chocolate And they're the nice people. I prefer to think of them as Morlocks, Mike. Morlocks. <laughs> 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 Uh, Look at the Morlocks on that. Back to the murders. Yes. Um, Butch was questioned for for only 12 hours uh, before he confessed, which apparently is an interrogation time, is not a lot. Mm. He said that once I started, I just couldn't stop. Yeah, I saw an interview with him that was conducted in. He does sound like a wheezy little fucker, doesn't he? Yeah. Once he started, he just couldn't stop. Yeah. So can he, is it conceivable that he was able to go fast enough? But he was on drugs that night. Yeah. That he saw that hooded person with black hands give him the gun. Yeah. Oh, that's what he says happened, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, told so, him, and then the, the, demon. Demon, the demon told him to kill them all. Fuck this, this is MK Ultra, isn't it? Oh, you mean they're giving him drugs and feeding him subliminal messages? Yeah, and then again, so fucked up. And then walk up to him in a weird hooded outfit and hand him a gun and say, oh, and kill everyone in the house. You know, they did that kind I, of shit, I, man. I, yeah, they did, but I also think that the head injury, the uh, antisocial behaviour personality, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the drugs. abusive father, the drugs might have played more a part in it than, than some government programming in I'm this scenario. Speculation, dear chap. It's, I know, I know what um, you're saying. I like where you're going, but I, I think, think this, in this case, Ockham's Razor, razor yeah. falls to the back the upbringing of this, this young man. The government have got previous. It's a, it's around the right time, isn't it? Mid-60s. 70s. 70s? Okay. Well, what would be their benefit, though? To prove it can be done. And we don't know what the father was up to, what he was into. He might have upset the wrong person. That We need to kill him anyway, but we've also got this 
project which needs testing in the field, uh, can we get this guy to execute everyone in his house? Well, possibly. And, and, the, and the abusive father, the drugs, and the head, massive head injury, we just added bonuses and all of that. Exactly, that's why it worked, because it might not work. They could try it on you and it won't work. Some people aren't susceptible to him. I'm struggling with, I'm not a moron if this is your first episode. <laughs> I'm just, it's been a long weekend, I'm tired. Don't they annually rate them? I beg your pardon. <laughs> that's meant to break them, isn't it? Break their mind. It would break me. <laughs> that's what they say. Well, <laughs> we're going to do, do MK Ultra as an episode one day, but it's a biggie. But I'm just saying, it could be none of that because where or, or that's a psychotic vision he had. Um, yeah. Or just something he added to the story, complete fallacy. Yeah, could be lying. Well, could this be is, complete yeah. bullshit, yeah. But if a fucking hooded figure did go and put a gun in his hand, I'm just trying to think. I'm just saying MK Ultra more likely than the demon explanation. Well, what, about, what about the incest? Oh, probably. It was Jersey. Um, and um, well, Long Island. There was a there was a closer that was that was um, looking on the house, wasn't he? Yes, there was a DEA agent undercover, and he saw the daughter Dawn in a hooded jacket with a gun leaving the house. What the fuck? Because they found the gun mm-hmm. on the edge of a pier, which is where she went after. So she took the so gun. She's the hooded figure. So but she, she was found dead as and well. She was found okay, dead. Okay then. But why the fuck were yeah. the mm. DEA watching? Well, they thought that because this guy is literally the dad, Ronnie mm. Senior, is literally one generation at the mob. Right. Their gra- his, his granddad, his dad, mm. is still involved in that scene. Right. Then they think, well, is he laundering money through his company? Because he was a, he was a legitimate businessman. Okay. So they're just being. Uh, I mean, this is a nice me. area he lives in. He's successful. If he was scouting at the place the night of the shooting, why didn't he hear it? Or did he? Well, he, he apparently witnessed it all, didn't intervene because we were blowing his cover. Ah. That's apparently the reasoning he gave. I think we can argue he's probably not a hero. You <laughs> 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 think he might have. <laughs> but, is, but remember. Well, no one. So remember, rough in there. No, <laughs> don't want to blow me cover. Yeah. Just slunks down the church. <laughs> yeah, he's pulling his fucking jacket up over his head. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like about thirteen shots or something. But remember that no one else heard it either. Magic bullets. Magic bullets. Was the house incredibly insulated? I doubt it. These wooden-style colonial houses. The the. You know, yeah, so cold as fuck in the winter, so he may have insulated the fuck out of it. He may have done, but I don't think with he sound would... suppressing, <laughs> with very heavy-duty sound suppressing. It's a point thirty-five. That's like a machine gun round. I'm going to nod at you like I know what that means. <laughs> oh, point thirty-five. Yeah, I know. Um, big gun. There's a point thirty machine gun. Okay. So a point thirty-five rifle. That's a fucking. That's a loud noise going off. You'd hear that. It's going to blow your head off. It's. it's and then imagine his ears would be ringing after he fired it in that fucking house as well, to be fair. It's a mystery. Yeah. The trial began on October 14th, 1975. Remember this name? This is the defence lawyer, William Weber, mounted an insanity plea defence. He's an interesting character, isn't he? Yes, he <laughs> crops up, and he will crop up more next episode. And um, We'll touch on him towards the end, but his role is yet to come. Okay. DeFeo claimed that he killed his family in self-defence because he'd heard their voices plotting against him. And obviously the demon thing. The insanity plea was supported by the psychiatrist for the case, 
Daniel Swartz, he was a, uh, the psychiatrist of the defence case. However, Dr. Harold Zolan of the prosecution argued that Ronnie was an abuser of heroin and LSD, had an antisocial personality disorder, and he was aware of his actions. And on November the 21st, 1975, DeFeo was found guilty of second-degree murder and sentenced to six concurrent sentences of 25 to life each. And all parole requests have been denied. Mm. Because he's a puppet of the CIA. I think DeFeo would have said if he was a puppet of the oh, CIA and was aware no, of it. No, no, because programmed. he is a loudmouth little shitbag. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know he's a tool of the CIA. He thinks a hooded fucking demon figure handed him the gun. Didn't even realise it was the sister that's been fucking buffing him for... <laughs> Riding his cock for the last couple yeah. of years. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking strange one, isn't it? You can see why uh, people are fascinated by it. Yeah, just I mean, out of, it's, it's not much of a tangent. It's Amityville. Because I've never seen the movies. What direction do they go with this? Demons? Demons. Mm. So no one's done a true crime, you know, it was Mafia, CIA. Well, no, this is the... This is what happens before the haunting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're not even okay, at the okay. film yet. We're not oh, even at the film at this point. Oh, okay, okay. This is the prelude. Was it, was it, I assume it was referenced in the uh, in the film. At yeah, the you start, saw the yeah. you saw the you actually saw like snapshots of it. That's right. why I said it. It was strange that nobody woke up. And mm. shot yeah, especially if he's doing two mm. shots into mum and dad, and then mm. the kids or what. I mean, I don't think they ever fit at the order in which they were done, but you'd have to have multiple shooters. To get it done properly. Mm. People are fascinated. There's a lot of films, isn't there? Isn't it a, a series? Oh yeah, man, yeah. there was so many. The third one's a haunted clock. <laughs> oh man, and they make it so bad. Better than that. I've seen the. Yeah, uh, I someone buys the clock from the house, the original house. And oh the man, it's haunted. That's nearly as bad as Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, where it's like, oh, you're all descendants of the Elm Street children. It's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Haunted clocks. Oh, man. Generational curses. Not into it. <laughs> yeah, me either. The original's not bad, but after that, it gets bad. Okay. Yeah. I don't have to watch them. Then. No. I'm glad I didn't. No. I don't like horrors, anyway. No, they're not great. <laughs> I just thought it might be interesting if someone well. did a true crime sort of spin on it. Instead of going the horror route and did, you know, mafia, government, something, you know, you could come up with something good as a reason to yeah. why. How many people ended up shot? Was it? Yeah. Sorry? Five. Five, yeah. Five, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. So what happened next, Ben? So, just over a year later, the home was bought by newlyweds George and Kathy Lutz, who moved in with their three kids. The house was sold for a knockdown price, I mean, literally $80,000, and was still furnished with all the DeFeo's furniture. And they were pretty wealthy, so it's looking good in there. That's a bargain, man. Yeah. Just clean the fucking brain splats from the it walls. Was, yeah, it was all just as it had been on the night <laughs> do you, of the Do you know that, that you have to... Right, heaven forbid, let's say I murdered you now. Right. I'm not going to. But in a very gory, horrific way. Someone will come and take the body, the authorities, but do you know who has to clean, like, the brain matter and the oh, blood? Oh, it's like an independent company, isn't it? Yeah, that Mike's got to either pay for. No one does that oh, right, for yeah, you. Oh right! You've either got to pay for that, well, or you've got to get the marigolds so... on. Oh yeah, but in theory, yeah. Would I still have to do it? Yeah, mate. Well, no, no, probably not the council house. But all right, let's say you own private the property. property would. 
Yeah. But you didn't have the money to pay for this film. You'd have to fuck it. What if it was a loved one? Oh, and you're, you're there on your hands and knees picking up your loved one's brain matter. Oh, it used to be blood splatters, wouldn't it? They'd take all the body parts with them. No, yeah, but think Just think a few months down the line, you'd be clearing up and you find the corner, oh. a little bit of skull. Oh. Oh. You bring it all back. Yeah, man, you've got to clean up. You're responsible for the cleanup. No, let's face it. You clean, always you, just... you'd fucking you'd sell the place, wouldn't you? You'd just yeah, you'd have sure it cleaned, you put most. it against the sale of the house. Mm. The bill against the sale of the house, deduct that from how much I get for it, and you just fucking go, wouldn't you? Yeah. You ain't gonna live in that house anymore after your wife and kids have been gutted <laughs> down. You come home to find them all dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, bit of a skull. I want to The atmosphere in that house is gonna be pretty fucking heavy, yeah. isn't it? But you know what though? I always just assume that someone did that for you as part of yeah. the, oh, the police the government. Done it. That's what I it's assume. Like a forensic clean. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, you're going to want to get a bit of bleach on that. <laughs> it's a death hole. Here's a number you can I ring. I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Pollock, is it? Is that what it's a Jackson Pollock? Yeah, my wife's brains are spattered in some more like a fucking Rorschach painting. There's a certain je ne about that. Can't make it whether it's two bunnies or a duck. <laughs> So somebody had to clean up this house. Yeah. That's what made me think of that. That's that I explained the tangent, you see, I could justify that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> now George Lutz, obviously knowing about the murders, mm-hmm. called a priest whom Kathy knew to bless the house. In the book, Father Pecorano. <laughs> <laughs> or Pecorano. I don't know if it's Italian, I could be saying it wrong. <laughs> Pecorano. Pe- pe- pecorano. Hey, kid. <laughs> they don't call me Pecorano for nothing. Get, Alleg- get their hands on my pecker. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, uh, so, pecorano. So Sorry. he comes in to bless the house. You know, wave a bit of holy water around, a bit of incense, say some prayers. <laughs> really scientific stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, because religion's so scientific. That's what I'm saying. Oh, this one definitely sort it out. Yeah. How do you know? Oh, well, this I water, I said the Lord's been over a minute ago. burning sage. The fucking Spire ghosts about. ate it. The ghosts who have no physical presence can't stand the whiff of sage. I had this. I had. Interdimensional <laughs> demons put off by a... Oh, it fucking stinks! <laughs> I genuinely had a, a, a pagan ex-girlfriend, right? And uh, she used to bless the house with sage. Go around burning a big fucking sprig of sage. And I... You know that's the I was just to get rid of your parts, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was filming myself at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you hated that yeah, guy. Yeah, so successful. I, I just got put on the register. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, one time only. Uh, <laughs> no, um... <laughs> yeah, she's going to burn this sage. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, that smells like weed. <laughs> Are you sure that these fucking bad influences, you're just not getting high off that shit? And I'm convinced that that stuff just gets you fucking high. Oh, she's just walking around like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, burning them up. Waving it about, you know. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, she was a lunatic. They, the, the Christians will say that the <coughs> devil resides where where God is not present, so them blessing it apparently mm. puts it into God's realm. That's a good quote, Mike. I like yeah. that. Mm. It is, but it's weird how you could just build something out of shit you bought down at Travis Perkins' builder's yard. <laughs> and then someone can go, yeah, it's a church, it's holy, you know. But do you know what I mean? Like they just build them whenever they want. Oh, mm. yes, I know. What a God's precious house! I, I, like, go, I think they would go round and sort of bless it before they, anything. I'd imagine that then they would do that. They would they would splash the water and you know splash the water about bless the building that kind of thing. It's fucking nuts. But so yeah, back to that. back to back to. So that's how they convince some fucking family who probably had a bit of a religious background I'm yeah. assuming at that it's time. It's the 70s in America, yeah. quietly Catholic maybe. Honey, it's been blessed. It's only 80 grand. Mm. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. No pun intended. This is when the weirdness starts, when, right. when the father goes in and uh, starts blessing things. Mm-hmm. It's, however, in one of the upstairs rooms, even possibly the sewing room or one of the bedrooms, it's not kind of... Reports differ. Ooh, the sewing room. Sewing room. <laughs> it's an old house. <laughs> it's an old house. Um, an angry, disembodied... Pre, uh, voice told the priest to get out mm. and the priest then received stigmatic blisters on his hands he a lot to- of flies a lot of flies he told the Lutzes never sleep in that room <laughs> because I just abused a boy so badly it gave me fucking blisters <laughs> on my hands <laughs> like blisters just appeared on his hands allegedly Abuse the boy, allegedly abuse the boy. magic. Catholic Church of Godrich. Fuck. Yeah, allegedly. Even though, even though they're guilty, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> um, In the film, the flies attack him. Yes. But and that it's, didn't apparently happen. Wife, well, they said there was lots of flies in the house. There was, yeah. There's and a reason flies, for that. Yeah, do you know why? Because they boarded up the house during the summer and it was, they were feasting on the dead parts of the people, I guess. Save the sceptics for next week, Mike. What? That's what they did. Yeah, but the reason there was lots of flies, according to the priest, is because Satan is the lord of the flies. Uh, got it. Remember, we're believing Sorry, this week. Sorry, about that. We're believing this week. The lord of the flies, he is an evil fucking because I ate a fly. He's a friend of the they're, show, though. They're well known. Oh, Satan. Oh. Yeah. He's not one of the saints, but he's a, he's a friend of the show. Heavy metal has done wonders for the fucking public reputation of Satan. Like, every band is like a wonderful PR agent for Satan. Yeah. Satan! <laughs> <laughs> he's friendly, we just throw up yeah. his sign without thinking yeah. about it, thinking we're one of the Illuminati. That plane going around download on a Sunday that said, remember Jesus loves you, that banner behind it. Genuinely, yeah, I think I mentioned it before. It is weird yeah. though, isn't it? The Devil Horns is a sign of the, uh, is it that club? Skull and butter something. Because you see presidents doing it now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see Prince William doing it, but apparently Prince William was trolling. Or Prince Harry. Oh, he knew that rumour was on the internet, so he did it in his, put his hand like that in his jacket, yeah. but apparently it was just a, him having a wink and a nod. I, I could probably argue the fact that he was probably trolling because he's a doesn't well, really give a shit. Does my he point know? was though, if it is this club and that is their thing, don't they get really pissed off just when like fifty thousand unwashed heathens stand there doing it at a festival? No, because it's giving them some kind of power. That's our symbol. It's, it's oh, fueling, maybe we're feeding it. They're feeding mm. that, that organization. Ah oh, well, they can't. We we own that symbol. We took it off them. I thought it was Dio, and it was some kind of Sicilian thing. Is 
I'm not sure. I think it's well, you should do it. It's a devil horn, isn't G- it? Gene Simmons from Kiss claims oh, to have invented it. And he wanted to patent it, didn't he? Yeah. What a prick. Is he not fucking rich enough already? I heard him. This is his explanation. He was such a comic book fan, and uh, in the old Spider-Man books, well, and the current ones. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. The reason he does that pose with his hand is because he's using his two middle fingers to press the button on his palm yeah. to shoot the web. Gene reckons that. Um, he was such a Spider-Man fan that he was copying that, and that's why he threw his hands up, like going, "I'm yeah. Spider-Man," and everyone yeah. copied him then, and he right. he invented that. Not deal. No. Even though it was proved to have been deal. I reckon it was way before. It's a symbol that probably meant something else. It's um, actually if you do it beside someone's head. Mm. You know, have you ever heard of the uh, of a cuckold? The guy that watches his, yeah, yeah, his yeah. missus get fucked by another guy. Yes. Um, that's like, if you put it behind the head, that's like the cuckold's horns, that they would like wear horns as part of the ceremony. Right. So when you do that behind someone's head, you're saying that they're, uh, you're banging their missus effectively and they know about it. Oh. Well, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be in a position to have to do that. Some weird symbolism <laughs> there, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> but it's much better to just go, Rack! it's a universal yeah. symbol yeah. for like, Fuck yeah! Yeah. If you're well, if you're into your rock, I, I like to sign sign off text messages with the with the horns. <laughs> yes, I like it. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, where were we? So the, the family then claimed to smell uh, strange odors and saw green slime oozing from keyholes and out of the walls. I call um, bullshit. Cold spots in the house, um, and George Lutz in particular was never warm, and he was like he was like chilled to the bone the fire in the in the main main room the mm. downstairs the living room was like just mm. constantly roaring he could never get warm in that house he was apparently. constantly chopping wood yes he was yeah what else have we got lutz himself started to wake up at 3 15 a.m every morning so they said around 3 a.m for the murders allegedly that was the same time as the murders happened he used to wake up start yeah. awake and the children then started to sleep on their stomachs. I don't think that's a very good fucking example. Kids will mm. sleep anyhow, won't they? Yeah. They um, really do. <laughs> the Lutz's daughter started having an imaginary friend. Bless. A pig with glowing red eyes called Jody. Other family members saw the eyes looking through the window. Okay. Yeah, yeah that could have been next door's cat. They, yeah. Skeptics next week. What am I just saying? We're believers now. <laughs> okay. Um, they <laughs> allegedly then found hoof prints in the snow. Um, do you... Oh, well, fuck it. There was no snow that time of year. <laughs> was Hooves no. in the snow. Little cloven footprints of a pig. Springhill Jack. Oh, Springhill Jack. I was going to say, they're you know thinking... We're do an episode on yeah. Springhill Jack. A full episode on Springhill mm. Jack at some point. That'd be a good wrestler's name, actually. I bet so. Yeah. Dressed like a British gentleman. Spring Hill Jack, you know. You'd be, um, you'd be like the X Division guys in yeah, TNA, yeah, yeah. wouldn't you? you know, sort of jumping off the ropes and doing blue assaults. And, and murder people if they. If they I don't know. Only broke his you. neck if he didn't murder him. Spring Hill Jim murdered people. Oh, no, he? no, he didn't. He just, he just groped women. <laughs> Spring Hill Jack. Yeah. Basically, he just turned up. He was a, it wouldn't be a good name give him a, for a wrestler. Give, I take it back. Give him a grope, and then he <laughs> laughed and went away. Yeah, we've discussed this. Yeah, over it's a wrestler with <laughs> Yeah, but groping with... Yeah, it's not a good character. Oh, what's your wrestling character? Oh, he gropes the women I do, and then I jump over the ring. <laughs> I 
don't think we're going to sell many toys. Maybe except in the se- <laughs> except in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Possibly the early nineties. Yeah, yeah, early nineties. In the attitude quite, era, still pretty bad then. Yeah. It was it was the one female wrestler that he just used to get out in a bikini. She was. She was uh, oh, there was a few, and there was like Stacy Keebler, Trish Stratus. No, she was like, oh man, what was oh Sable? No. Sable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, get her out. Mm. Get her out in a bikini, thong bikini, get her out, ratings are going down, get her out, because they were fighting the, fighting the Monday Night War at the time. She's married to Brock Lesnar now. Really? I believe so, yeah. Wow. He's doing right himself because he's got a face like a wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good times. Yeah. I knew good, get good times for Brock. He gets some wrestling in there somewhere. <laughs> um, George witnessed his wife Kathy turn into an aged hag before his very eyes and then change back again. Also woke up to see a levitating above the covers. As well as the children who also started to levitate above the covers. Um, and a crucifix they kept on the wall in the living room was rotated upside down regularly. Mm. Oh, sorry, and in one final night of terror, which the Lutzes will never speak of, they fled the house, never to return. And their stay lasted 28 days. Wow. And they did call in a parapsychologist called Stephen Kaplan to investigate. And, uh, oh, not Raymond Stance. No, no. <laughs> well, basically, he reckoned they were hoaxing it. Yeah, to try to get some publicity. Yeah. And... Um, and I'll, well, we'll delve into a little bit, because I've got the end of the tale. Okay. So we have to dip into the, a little bit of scepticism. But that is effectively the story. They were terrorised by some kind of demon... Mm-hmm. There are numerous reasons. Um, one that George Lutz allegedly dabbled in the occult. Right. Um, the other was that the um, the land itself used to be owned by the Shinnecock tribe. And there was a chief, wasn't there? Yes. And um, it was buried under there. And he, yeah, he it was, was, and they used to use oh. it as a, a, a dumping ground for their mentally ill people and aged dementia sufferers. They would just take them out. Yeah, they would take them to this piece of land around this where this house was built. And they sort of leave them there to die because obviously they were mentally incompetent and well, maybe there's just a lot of, on the tribe. of mentally disturbed Native Americans just fucking with people to get them to leave the house. Yeah, maybe doing some party yeah. tricks. And um, the, the the counter argument that is the chief of the Shilakot tribe who came out um, after the book was published. So sort of said. That's not our territory. <laughs> <laughs> we never, we never even lived there. What are you on about? Um, okay. So yeah, that's him. So author, their experiences led to a meeting with Mr. William Weber. Do you remember him, Ronnie DeFeo's yep. lawyer, defence lawyer? Oh yes, you did mention. Yeah, and a deal was struck. Author Jay Anson penned the Amityville Horror, a highly successful book making millions of dollars. More so for him, but also the Lutzes and Weber. Lutzes yeah, made a quarter of a million, I heard. Yeah, he, the author made a lot more. They made didn't millions. strike a very good deal. No. Um, George Lutz's business was failing. Right. Mm. So, remember, The Exorcist hadn't long been released at this point, and Uber sales successful. basically yeah. piggybacked off that. Yeah. yeah. And it turned the devil and demons into a legitimate threat. Mm. In the eyes of Christians in America, the satanic Damien as well, panic. and the omen uh, was yeah. 1980. The omen, some of the original omen, 1980, maybe 79, 1980. Uh, it's definitely around that mark, but still, we're still very much in the ballpark. Yeah, and it turned the devil into this legitimate threat in your life. Yeah, yeah, if 
you believe in yeah. God, then by extension you have to believe in the yeah. opposite. Yeah, Bruce's baby. No, yeah, that was that's a fucked up film. Yo, yeah. And um, the thing is, that probably, certainly, in my opinion, mm. Adnand in the right wing televangelism we see today, it's all about the devil. The devil's doing this. The devil's yeah. doing that. The, the devil went the down devil. to Georgia. He did, and he had a damn good time. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah. Boy, let me tell you what. Do, do, do. I bet you didn't know him, but I'm a fiddle player too. So please continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, they called in the Warrens. You heard the Warrens? Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes. Um, we'll do an episode on them at some point. Yes. They're full of shit. He's rich. A, sort of preacher style evangelist, and she's a psychic. You wouldn't think they get on because I'm pretty sure that in the Bible it says that you know she's technically a witch there with her psyche. You know, she's a, suffer not the suffer not the witch to live, but it's certainly something along those lines. If you lived with a psychic as a couple, and you, you're a Christian you, preacher, you're not psychic, but they are. There's no fucking way that relationship works unless you become an absolute shell of a fucking human too scared <laughs> to think. If they can read your fucking thoughts, like you're not allowed to say oh, "fuck off" in your head, like when, oh, man. when you're smiling and going. Yeah, okay, we can do that, but you're thinking, I'm not fucking doing that shit. Then, what did you think? <laughs> what did you call it? Go into my mother's this fucking shit. Like, oh, God. Be well, she'd be shaggy and there'd be loads of dead people around you. <laughs> <laughs> watching. But only she'd be able to see them, though. <laughs> she'd, be, she'd be having a conversation with a dead mother-in-law while you're fucking her. Oh. Oh. That's a boner killer. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about her hemorrhoids to her mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I could fuck through that, I think. It'll be, it'll be okay, I'll try it out. I'll try it out. Oh, man. What? But don't it happen, you wouldn't expect it to. Focus, guys, focus. <laughs> Everyone's like the size of rugby balls. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's gone. Bloody <laughs> bunch of grapes, come at me, ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, um, <laughs> the Warrens, though, they were also. Uh, we'll, do, we'll, we'll cover the Warrens in a few episodes, I'd imagine. The Enfield okay. Poltergeist case they were involved in. You ever, seen, you ever heard the movie Annabelle with the creepy possessed doll? Yeah. That's what, another one of their cases. Yeah. Um, I've got an article for next week about the top 10 bullshit cases they were involved in. Did that film um, inspire Chucky? Probably, somewhere <laughs> on the line, I'd imagine. So you remember um, Kaplan, the parapsychologist? Yep. After uh, the uh, the Amityville Horrors released, he released his own book, and it was called The Amityville Horror Conspiracy Theory, Ooh. and he listed 100 factual inconsistencies from what he'd been told and found out and from what was in the book. And he, remember, he went in there to investigate. Yep. So... So that's the more accurate... That's You'd argue that he's the most... Uh, accurate person in the room at this point mm. Lutz is did he mention DeFeo, him? Ronnie DeFeo himself did he mention MK Ultra anywhere no book? well he's not no. the most fucking accurate <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to finish the, the tale of the, the story we have um, an account from um, the son of George Lutz uh, it's the end article Mike. I'm sorry I'm having a serious fucking stoner moment now which ones were the Lutzes? They're the ones that moved in and were forced and out after 28 after, days. Right. Okay. So this he was a little kid when this happened. Yeah, I think he was oh. 10. Okay. 
So the, it's in the Mail Online, it was sadly the only news I could find. Don't read the Daily Mail listers or the Mail Online, because it's full of shit. Unless we're reading it to you. Unless we're reading it to you, because it was the only fucking news source I could find. <laughs> the Amityville Horror, the boy who lived in a true-life haunted house, breaks his 40-year silence. First, there were the flies, a plague of them, that even in December, swarmed inside the imposing clapboard house as George and Kathy Lutz are unpacking their belongings. Aren't all the flies fucking gone in December? Well, I, I don't do. know where they go. Satan's going. the lord of the flies, guys. Okay, I'm going to sound like a moron now, but this is as good a time as any. Do all the flies just die? And then rehat more, just rehatch next Yeah, no, some, some of them hibernate. Some hibernate, uh, but a lot of My them brother-in-law had a swarm... Honestly, oh, you couldn't. No. You could see them all over the in in, in the um, in the attic. Yeah. Oh man. And you had to get like, a flamethrower. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweet. No, you had to get some stuff okay. that gassed them or something. Bees and stuff like that. I have no idea. But a lot of them insects just fuck off and die, don't they? Yeah, most do. Yeah, and the hatchlings of next year own kind of thing. But there were swarms, swarms. of them in this house in December. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There were, um, there were swarms in December in my brother-in-law's. It's the hibernating, aren't they? Yeah, but these, he's not saying they, they were having to sleep. He's saying they're flying around. Well, remember, if you, the house has been boarded up. Mm. They've had the... haven't cleaned it up. There's a bit of blood, a bit of brain, mm. some kind of thing the flies are fucking breeding on. You know, they open it up, they all fuck off. The, the, the Lutzes move in, they all come back. Okay. Just because they've come back because that's where they hide out. They live, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, just think, I just think it's weird. I've never seen like a lot of flies... December, They've been disturbed. I, I'm come back. A, I'm not a biologist. No, no, none of us are. In all fairness, or a scientist. Um, no, uh, well, Mike is. Mike's a scientist. Uh, not really. You're a science, a science officer. officer yeah. <laughs> that bestows upon you the rank of scientist in this room. <laughs> I'm a yes, artist. I did slightly better than you to a science at school. That's it. That's my only qualification. It's oh. the best we've got. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking about this the other day. I can't remember why, but we do. The majority of our listeners are in America, which I find hilarious and fascinating. And awesome. Uh, we love you. But like... Can I come live at your house for a bit? Yeah. <laughs> when when an American says, I'm pissed, they mean angry. Don't they? Oh, I was so pissed. I was so pissed at this guy. And it's such a completely different meaning, isn't it? Because... Mm. Uh, so if you're confused, listen out there, when we say we're pissed, pissed is what you get. It's drunk. Pissed is mm. drunk. Yeah. So when I say I'm a piss artist... It doesn't mean that I piss on things mm. and call it art, <laughs> although those people do exist, uh, I'm sure. It means I'm an excellent, excellent drinker. <laughs> so you can be Cronenberg 1664. Yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm so pissed at that guy. Sorry. <laughs> so um, That's then, <laughs> that I cannot justify. <laughs> then, were the, then were the cold spots in rooms and hallways, the odd smells of perfume... Or excrement and the jolting sounds at night. George became increasingly volatile and awake at the same time. Imagine perfume and shit together. Oh. They'd be like sweet and... That's a certain specific kind of musk, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I don't know, it'd be a bit, like, it'd be like, a bit like licking a hooker's ass. <laughs> Is that something you've ever done, girls? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose it would. <laughs> Basically, 
17th century they, French... Kind of, they don't wash, they just spray. Them. Basically, it would be the older known as 17th century French brothel. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nice in the brothel, but the window's open and the alleyway outside is just a river of shit. Yeah, and piss. yeah pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and you're licking her ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're licking the cum from some other guy. Oh, no. Fuck's sake, man. Oh, she'd have a... She'd wipe it with some... Oh, they didn't have wet wipes back then, did they? They'd have done something. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was a fucking pine cone. <laughs> Give it a scrub with a pine they cone. Sponge. On a stick. <laughs> Fuck it up. Let's, what's this fucking young this man is, saying this about being He's 40 now. Right. George would be going, oh, she's like, um, other disturbances were far more terrifying. Objects that flew across the room, walls oozing green slime, the crucifix that turned upside down on the wall, the hidden red room in the basement, and who can forget the glowing eyes at night of some demonic pig-like creature. Oh, sorry, one thing I forgot to mention is a, a, a porcelain lion uh, in the house came alive and attacked George Lutz one night. Mm. Come again? Yeah, they had this like, porcelain little lion sculpture. He, he kept on turning up in the living room of the house. And, and uh, attacking him. Yeah, and one night he came alive and tripped him up, and uh, he then found bite marks on his uh, shin. I remember this bit. Yeah, that's. And I was supposed to take this fucking guy seriously. That's um, that's another thing that happened. I forgot to mention that. Um, as for the Catholic priest who came to bless the house, the site of a mass murder only 13 months earlier, the Lutzes only found out later he had a voice tell him to get out as he sprinkled holy water in a bedroom. The one he told the couple no one should ever sleep in. But then they fled in terror when Miss, Mrs. Lutz's three children from a previous marriage taken little more than the clothes they were wearing. It was January 14th, 1976. They lasted just 28 days inside 112 Ocean Avenue. They never returned. But the Amityville Horror, as their story became known, has come back to haunt with the very least intrigue uh, with a decision by one of the children to break their 37-year silence about what happened. Ooh. Daniel looked as a ten-year-old boy at the time, but now a spooky-looking middle-aged man uh, with deep-set, piercing blue eyes and an unsettling smile insists he was menaced by the spirits in the house and his family stay there has ruined his life. 28 days of your life. Okay. He blames the evil presence on his stepfather, George, a man whose occult dabblings opened the gateway to dark forces he couldn't control. If only us and our demon-busting business had been there. Yeah, exactly. The six-bedroom house with swimming pool and boathouse was meant to be a dream home. Was that me named High Hopes? Ah, that's true. That is the mail. It was renamed High Hopes later on. So, what really happened in the house has remained hotly contested for years as the Lutzes, both in their 30s at the time, became embroiled in legal battles that reinforced the notion they were just in it for the money. Skeptics immediately cast doubt on the story, and it emerged that Mr. Lutz, a land surveyor, couldn't really afford the house, even if it's not down price of 80,000 or 53,000 quid. Um, so perhaps they fled the property for reasons other than evil spirits. The lawyer Weber, he defended Ryan DeFeo. This is one thing we need to point out is that if you all of a sudden, that family is driven out of their home by evil spirits, well, your client has allegedly killed all five of his family members. It says a demon told him to do it. It says a demon told him to do it. That's going to add wonders mm. to your uh, criminally ins your, uh, insanity plea, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah, see? Yeah. 
And it's going to make you a bit of money on the side, a bit mm. of bunts. Hey. Yeah, of course it is. And you've made a few quid in the book as well. Yeah. And all the film rights. Wow, George had uh, discovered a small red room. Around four foot by five foot that George looks discovered when he's shelving in the basement. Well, the, lab and the, Labrador's, uh, the Labrador of the family refused to go near it. Oh, in the film, he couldn't get enough of it. Couldn't he? No, he's trying to scratch it open and all his paws are bleeding. Now they do say, inconveniently for the cynics, George and Kathy both passed a lie detector test, but we've spoken about the validity of those before yeah. now. Yeah, they're so, not admissible in fucking court. Might. They're so useless. Well, not anymore. Oh, fuck it. So, the couple later divorced, with Kathy dying in 2004 and her ex-husband two years later. But the controversy is now being given new life by the re-emergence of Daniel Lutz. A clearly troubled individual, he left home at 15, spent his entire living homeless in America's southwest. Estranged from his wife and two grown-up children, he now lives in Queens, New York, where he works as a stonemason. His side of the story would probably have remained secret had a friend not contacted a young filmmaker, Eric Walter, who had set up a website devoted to the Amityville saga. He persuaded the reclusive Lutz to speak in a new documentary, Missed My Amityville Horror. Yeah, it was obviously a very shocking murder in a very little town. Yeah. Plus, maybe the police did a fucking shit job of the crime yeah. scene, which is a common occurrence. So Dawn was shot yeah. somewhere else, dragged to the mm. bed, put face down. Yeah, maybe he had time to clean up. He, he had time to go down and tell the... 315, um, the murders happened. It was like... Mm. I've closed my book. It's like something like eight o'clock at night. He's down at the bar saying, "I think someone shot my family. Yeah. Possibly some Asians." We could have bleached. Genuinely, he said that. He did say, "I left that." He said, "Maybe some Asians." Well, should we leave that till next week and finish yeah. the article? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're on yeah. about what this. What yeah. he says now. He's a grown-up. So he's given him what he says. He loathed his late stepfather, a domineering ex-marine who Daniel says would beat the children with a wooden spoon. One might expect him to rubbish George Lutz's tale of demonic possession. Instead, he insists it was substantially true, even down to being levitated in his bed and seeing a demonic figure in his little sister's bedroom. I just wanted someone to believe me, he said. It has been my, in my dreams my whole life, he said, but his expression, looking tortured as tears, well in his eyes. But then he's also asking us to believe a lot. He recalls seeing his stepfather's bookshelves, lined with titles on Satanism and magic, and he even claimed he saw George Lust move a spanner telekinetically in his garage. Garage? Garage. <laughs> Before the family even oh, moved to Amityville. <laughs> Sorry, his, his car hole. He is moving up the social ladder. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Management's getting to him. The garage and the carport extension. Gerald! <laughs> Are you here for the badminton? I have no idea why I said garage. <laughs> it's okay. Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> I want a garage so bad. I want to be in the club. <laughs> Come with that adrenal cortex. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry, what, this, yeah. this fucking guy was. George's beliefs and practices triggered what was going on in the house, he said, his voice shaking. It was like a magic trick gone bad that you couldn't shut off. Daniel Lutz, whose real father died, said he started feeling uneasy about the Amityville house within two hours of moving in. Taking a box upstairs to their playroom, he found it swarming with flies. Would put you off a bit. Yeah. <laughs> He swallowed a hundred after fetching his mother, discovered the dead flies had all gone. That's when my confusion started, he said. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> he says he still has dreams of the family dog going ballistic, almost throttling itself with its lead trying to jump out of its outdoor pen 
as a nearby garage door took on a life of its own. The entire family was standing there watching that garage door slam up and slam down and slam up and slam down, he says. He also recalled how he and his stepfather returned from shutting the garage they looked up at his five-year-old sister's bedroom window and saw what Daniel described as a cartoon character of an angry pig with wolf-like teeth and laser-beam red eyes. Mm. He ran up <laughs> to the room and discovered an empty rocking chair rocking back and forth, because pigs say in rocking chairs now. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a, on it's another like occasion, a description of the most cheesiest by-the-numbers mm. horror fucking story. A rocking we've, chair we've rocking gone through, on its own. We've gone through a lot Devil of this pig. already, you know what I mean? He's busy. Devil pig, devil pig, does whatever a devil pig can. <laughs> it's, it's just... Haunts your house, fucks your mind. <laughs> Craps in your shoes. <laughs> oh, that's all. Pissed Leaves all about. it for you to find. <laughs> Here comes pig. the devil pig. <laughs> so, so we've gone through a fair chunk of this already. So it's, yeah. he's just basically. You know, I get the feeling that you know he's a bit of a drifter who's settled down. Hey. Dad made some money off that. Got yeah. some money. I'm going to cash in on that too because I need it. Yeah, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he get any money for the movie? I bet his dad would, his stepdad would. Fucking hell. And that lawyer. Hmm. Well, apparently they thrashed that sort of story out over three bottles of wine, but we'll get to that next mm. week. Uh, well, if they've so, got... Book rights have probably sold the movie rights too, so yes, yeah. so, so one of them's benefiting off those films. So that is the Amityville Horror Story. Not the facts, just the story. Okay. We'll next present week. some factual evidence next week. Yeah. So to finish, we've got some weird news on Full Alex. It was the CIA. Gas things is the CIA. At this point, demons. Everything's <laughs> the CIA, isn't oh. it? There is the famous photo as well, which you can look mm. at online, uh, supposedly purportedly showing a, a demon boy. However, when the Warrens went in, they had a team with them, and um, it looks suspiciously like one of the team who even came out and said, "Yeah, I know it looks like me, but it isn't." <laughs> no, it is. He's even wearing the same fucking clothes. <laughs> check it, it. Check it out on your uh, on your Google machine. Okay, okay. <laughs> We'll see and we'll conclude that next week. Yeah. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. So to keep with a bit of a ghostly theme, I've got a couple. Okay. Um, paranormal investigator fires gun at alleged ghost inside home. Oh, God. What did he think that was going to achieve? <laughs> I'll kill you again! <laughs> <laughs> Stop filating me while I sleep, you motherfucker! <laughs> I'll send you to the afterworld of the afterworld. <laughs> Ghost hell. <laughs> oh, I hope this works. <laughs> uh, Fuck's sake. He needs a ghost gun, does he know anything? <laughs> It's ghost bullets, exactly. Or a proton pack. Yeah, or a yeah. nuclear-powered proton pack. Yeah. Boom, shanker. I don't, yeah. can't believe I just said that. Boom, shanker. What's my problem? <laughs> Boom, shakalar, I think you've ever meant to say. Yeah, and I sort of stopped halfway but it was something else. That was weird. Your hair's that long now with the earphones <laughs> make you look like you've got pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> You're also there looking like Rimmer in it. If you had a gingham dress on, <laughs> <laughs> army boots. <laughs> Mr. Flimble. Mr. Flimble. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's not very happy. <laughs> you don't think anything's amiss? <laughs> I'm sat here in a gingham dress and army boots. <laughs> Classic episode yes. of Red Dwarf. Boys in the Dwarf. Quarantine. Check it out. Season five. If you haven't. Best season. You yeah, should in it. I go with I go with that. Although six is my second favourite. Mm. Yes. I'm not going to commit, but you're, they're definitely, definitely. Five's got the mix of everything kind of right, hasn't it? Some yeah. pretty dark, good sci-fi stories. When they go to Rimmer World. Yeah. yeah. Rimmer World. Back the one to reality made, as well. No, it's the, um, oh, it's one where Rimmer's subconscious is a Simon. Oh, yes. That's, that's a great episode. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's in season five as yeah. well. They got, they got Hollow Ship as well. Hollow like Ship, mm, yeah. Hollow Ship. Ah, oh, classics. Oh, they say I should watch Red Dwarf now. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck the podcast. <laughs> and if watching you're, Red Dwarf. And if you're listening, you're like, what the fuck is Red Dwarf? It's a British sci-fi sitcom, the first really ever sci-fi sitcom. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking amazing. It's the holy grail of this show. If you're a regular listener, you know that. If you're a Brit, you know what we're talking about. But, yeah, check it out if you never have. It's fucking yeah. amazing. I'm pretty sure um, some seasons are on Netflix. It's in the UK <laughs> Netflix, so... Yeah, man. It's out there. So, yeah, so let's get on with the article. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom, Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut man who told police he, had, he was a paranormal investigator faces several charges after firing shots in his house at what he told police may have been a ghost. Christian DeVoe, 25, is due in court on September the 11th on five counts, including the illegal discharge of a firearm, <laughs> making a false statement to police, second-degree reckless endangerment, misusing an emergency call, and disorderly conduct. Fuck me. Uh, Devon said DeVoe, uh, police say DeVoe, put two bullet holes into his wall on July 26th, initially reported the incident as an attempted break-in. He then later told police he believes the intruder was actually a spirit. He's got five grand for bail, though. Okay. And he didn't immediately return a telephone call seeking comment. Wow. Uh, he also made a similar report back in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to argue this guy's probably got a smile down from <laughs> addiction. Mm. Maybe, yeah, he just gets so fucking drunk that he's just like, is that somebody <laughs> trying to get in? Nah, is it ghost? Fuck it, either way. Open fire. Oh, he's Oscar Pistorius did... Come <laughs> <laughs> on, there's someone in there! Bang, 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 bang! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, that's that's one. Uh, I like it. I like uh, Mr. Devoe, Christian Devoe. Not taking any prisoners. See a ghost, shoot a ghost. Yeah, that's a stupid tactic. <laughs> that's a T-shirt on... though. Yeah, <laughs> see a ghost, shoot a ghost. Is it more stupid than firing into hurricanes? It's up, it's level, I would no, say. I, it's level. No, because the bullets can fly out and hit someone else. He's not endangering anyone. He, he yeah, he's he's fire through well, the walls. Well, he's got pissed thing under these walls. Ghost of the window, what? he's a passerby. Well, well, right, yeah, he's riding a bike past the house. He's shooting at ghosts. And they all right, well, yeah, it depends on what he's doing, right I suppose. Them. I suppose, yeah, equal level then. Plus, right. based on every... But I suppose in the heat of the moment, you see something, you're not sure... Yeah. It's a bit of a night, you know. Yeah. Maybe she's just being so triggered. Firing at the you got to really think about that. Yeah, but... You've got to think that's having an effect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so he's... Oh, okay, mistaken identity. <laughs> he's seeing something. He's like, oh my God, bang, bang. Okay. You're literally stood there on the beach. The hurricane's <laughs> approaching. <laughs> firing an M60 from the hip. <laughs> or firing... You, you got your bum stuck? 
You're firing fucking 600 rounds a minute, is that you, you bastard! Come on. Fuck you, weather! It's just a psychological thing that I don't think... I think some people might think they could stop the hurricane with some bow. I think most of it's just a frustrating... Normally when I'm mad at things, I fucking shoot! It's just a frustration, but based on every ghost you've ever seen in a film, wouldn't that film evidence suggest to you? That's all the evidence we've got to go on. Yeah. Ghosts aren't fucking real. It's ghosts are translucent. Are they not? Are they not? They're not solid, are they? Well, ghosts? unless you're Patrick Swayze. Okay. Or Slimer. Ah, he's not solid. He gets into the. But even Slimer can go through walls. Into a body, doesn't he? I thought he, he got because he met that ghost on the subway who could snap the newspapers and all that concentration and oh, focus. Oh, can't touch things. Yeah. Going, yeah. Well, either way, yeah. based on all that. Because that was the best Firing part of the film when he was like, an angry ghost on the subway. Yeah. Yeah. Firing a ghost is is dumb as fuck. Yeah. If they're real and I see one, I'm not going to shoot. Unless you've got Hellboy style bullets mm. that have like, he's got like uh, holy water, a little bit of, cr- yeah. little bit of uh, blessed something or other, garlic in there, and they're like explosive rounds. If I saw First a Hellboy ghost, film, he's got the specialised yeah. ammo for that thing. I'd try and get it in the microwave. It would really just leak out though, wouldn't it? I'd try and hurdle it into the microwave. No, not hurdle. That's not the right word. Shepherd it. it. Yeah, shepherd it into the microwave and see what happens there. Just experiment. Microwave it. Imagine your microwave slimer. Oh, I just go everywhere, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be hard. I'd want to do that too. Yeah, but imagine just the mess everywhere. Bless you. Well, another Christian DeVoe. Yeah, this guy's a dick. <laughs> um, I've got a bit more true crime. Ooh. Manchester oh, Prussia. Yeah. Does a serial killer haunt the city's canals? Mm. I saw remember this. Remember to our, to our um, people who don't live in Britain, listeners, uh, foreign listeners, we have um, Manchester. It's, it's an old industrial town. Yes, the middle of it is lovely and modern. But as you get out a little bit further, everything gets a little bit older. Yeah. And you end up with these very dark, secluded canalways and pathways and... Mm-hmm. Little parking lots for canal boats that are quite empty because no one really has a canal boat unless you're someone posh on holiday. Mm, or an extreme rich hippie. Yeah. Um, so rumours of a serial killer stalking Manchester's canals are spread around the world despite repeated denials from those in law enforcement. So what's the truth behind the story of the pusher? Tom was cycling home at night when the man attacked him. A swinging arm knocked the 34-year-old in the cold black water of the, bridge, uh, the Bridgewater Canal. Shocked by what had happened, Tom tried to pull himself out, but the man kicked his hand away. I started to think that this is quite serious, says Tom, <laughs> who asked that his real name not be published. He had heard rumours about the pusher, a supposed serial killer whose victims were found drowned in Manchester's old industrial canals. There were no lights along that section of canal at Towpath, Running through the southeast west of the southwest of the city, no one would hear him if he screamed. Oh, this was a great film. Yeah, yeah. A bit of Steppenwolf. Mm. Going when he, you know, the pusher. What? Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Good what song I, that. What I would suggest to the council of Manchester is put some fucking lights along this canal path. What? Come on, what century are we living in? You can't even peaky blind, there's fucking territory yeah. on this canal pass. Everything's still fucking, fucking dark and so covered and Manchester y. What the fuck? Not Birmingham What century? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of canals in Birmingham too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, well, the whole of Manchester to Birmingham to London, Revolution. Industrial Revolution, any yeah. industrial town's got a massive canal network around it. 
most of the ones in the town have been built over, the outskirts. I mean, the motorways of the industrial age. Exactly. Yeah, just full of prams and condoms. And and sex toys. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. And trolleys. Don't forget trolleys. Don't yeah. forget the humble shopping trolley. <laughs> We've all stole one of them. You can't now at some place. They have no, like they're locked, aren't they? Yeah, we're locked. Stealing my fucking fun away from me. Bastard. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, but yeah. should we go back to these? Yeah. Quite a few people have ended up in the dream. Yeah. Eventually, Tom managed to haul himself out of the water following the assault, which took place in April. The city's police and coroner deemed there was any evidence of a serial attacker. Yet dozens of dead bodies have been pulled from the city's waterways over the past decade, and the, and the rumours remain. Some of them, a little bit. Some, some of them may be drunks. Drunks, I was about to say, are drunks. Just genuine accidents, I'd guess, if there's no lighting down there. But some may be people disposing of bodies. Yeah, and remember that canal walls are sheer. You know, if the yeah. water's low, you, you've got to mm. really... Yeah. Get yourself up there and then haul yourself. <coughs> you effectively, to get out of a canal, mm. you've got to be able to do a chin up. Yeah, so I'm guessing this Tom guy mm. rides a bike, yeah, bit of a fitness guy. Yeah. Probably goes to the gym. Managed to swing his legs to, up, yeah. Or pull himself out. If it were one, one, one of us, three, guys. Yeah, we might really struggle. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it's very easy to drive in the dark. Especially pissed up people. That would be. Oh, oh yeah, he's just so, someone walking along, stumbling a bit. Slips, it's a red as well. Yeah, yeah. well, I've been to the, the beach today and I said to the owner because I went to Aberystwyth University, which is a seaside town, and um, there were signs everywhere when I started in Freshers Week, everywhere, downtown, all over the uni, warning that students die like every few years uh, at Aber, basically just being drunk and fucking with the sea. <laughs> you know, that's the easiest way to, to put it essentially there's so many pubs and things along the seafront club of course yeah yeah pissed up the at beach night. is right there it's late at night you go fucking around and you're dead very quickly yeah fall asleep toy yeah. comes in oh even that just yeah. struggling just being so disorientated think how hard it is to coordinate your body if you're extremely drunk yeah, when yeah. not in water and then getting yeah. some water and you get in, in your clothes yeah, or your jeans, oh, your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just soften away, your extra weight. Yeah, people die fucking around with the sea. Mm. So there's going to be an element of that, but I would still, my point with bringing all that up was going to be to then say that still that many bodies should alert some You would think so. Sort of there's, um, suspicion. Give me the history. The history of the pusher can be traced back to the 11th of January 2015 when the Daily Star, hey, on Sunday, hey. published a two-page article headlined Manchester's Killer Canals. Should we point out the article we're reading from is in the BBC who are actually giving the Daily Star a plug? That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. You're thinking of the Daily Sport, there's a big difference. The Daily Star, oh, I suppose The so, Daily yeah. Sport is just tits and bollocks. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the Daily Star ain't far and beyond not that. Like, the Daily Star is not pictures of bollocks. No, bollocks. Yeah, bullshit. Tits and bullshit. The Daily Star. Better way to put it. Tits and bollocks sound like a bisexual orgy. They were nothing but wall to wall tits and bollocks. I love my women tits and bollocks. More a tranny, yeah, than a transsexual. Tits and bollocks. Um, That's Alex's favourite <laughs> brand, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he does the report. Saint Alex apparently now loves a bit of transgender. Nice bank up, chick boys. He, see, he's way more liberal than he lets on. It's all an act. Who's Bill Hicks? 
man, back to the pusher. Ah, the pusher. It cited 61 deaths in the city's waterways over the past six years <laughs> and quoted a psychologist, Professor Craig Jackson, saying, quote, perhaps we're talking about a canal killer, end quote. The canals, he said, were popular dumping sites for bodies. Since then, the number of reported deaths has grown to 76, then 80, then 86 what? in different newspapers. What is rarely mentioned is these figures refer not to the city itself, but to Greater Manchester, an urban area covering hundreds of square miles, which includes towns uh, several miles from Manchester, such as Bolton, Rochdale and Wigan. So he's got a hunting pattern. Mm. Blackburn's not mentioned there. Is he put on Greater no. Manchester? No, it's Lancashire. No, I don't think it is. We're closer to Blackburn. We're closer to um, we're closer <laughs> to Blackpool. Sorry, closer to Burnley. Oh, fuck Burnley. What? <laughs> that sounds like an excuse. Even if it does include those towns, that's still a lot of fucking dead people in towns. Yeah, of course. Um, right? I'm not saying it's all one person, but I may, maybe do something about it. How much the fucking railings cost or lighting? <laughs> yeah. Come on, you got money for fucking iPhones and bums. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. Um, but eight is a lot of fucking people, isn't it? Of course it is. Um, figures from the Manchester City Area Coroner's Office shows they have in fact been 35 drownings over the past decade, which is still a pretty fucking big toll if there is one guy doing this. Yeah, but there's more serious problems, isn't there? 40,000 people a year died from air pollution. Uh, yeah, but not all in one town, though, I suppose. Not but yeah, I know you're saying that. You know, that is a lot of fucking people. Yeah, just think of that, just because of the bad air quality. Shit. But still... There could be a serial killer. There could be, yeah. And it's it's dark. It's, it's Jack the Ripper territory. Mm. Future episode. Jack the Ripper territory. It's dark. It's fucking Victorian. Some fucking you know, there's no For some reason, there's no fucking railings. Yeah. And that's the same with every fucking, like, water. Even in Shrewsbury. Mm. You know, town near us. The wharfage. You literally stole out of the main nightclub in Shrewsbury, the butter market. Uh, and two minutes at the road is the fucking wharfage. Mm. And you've got, you know, water cascading down it. There's no fucking railings. No. The amount of people, drunks, that fall in that every year. Yeah, people die in that river too. People die in water a lot. They do. But Especially when you put it in their alcohol. I, I think, yeah, it's very plausible that there's some psycho who likes hiding down there in the dark and gets a massive kick out of just picking a total random person and launching them into the canal knowing that they'll never get out. Yeah. Also, there's going to be a lot of people killing people. There's a lot of gun crime and gang crime in Manchester. Now, they, they so, know they've been shot when they pulled them out the river. Though. Uh, oh, that's very true, that's very true. But maybe... That gaping hole in the maybe thing just dragged. Away. Maybe, okay, take out the gun bit, but it could still be mm. gang crime. Yeah, could, still yeah. Take someone there and throw them in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very. It's actually a very economical way of killing someone. Like There yeah. is no evidence or aftermath or mess or clear up, just... Four people drag one fucking guy down there and... Just throw him in? Yeah. If the water level's low, he's... That's you know, horrible. It's still sort of ten foot... You know, it's still going to be sort of eight foot deep at low water yeah. level. They're at ten, twelve like foot deep. Like you said, trying to get else. out, you know. You've got just, the sheer walls. Yeah. Apparently, and slimy and slippy. Yeah, and of course. And the one guy, uh, not this chap in the article, but mm. I, I did a little bit of follow-up reading on this because I was quite yeah. interested with the fact that we might have an undiscovered serial killer in the country. Yeah. Um, one report said that the, the guy stood on his fingers. Fuck. As he was trying to haul himself up, he just stood mm. there and stood on his fingers. Yeah, eventually someone came along and he just ran. And they helped him out. No, anyone know, got a description? Nope. It's, 
supposed probably to be pitch panic, black down there. Yeah. Oh yeah, like put some lights. Mm. God. Well, it's certainly very low light. Light some it? freaking candles. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe one of the. If he's killed eighty, then he's fucking love our shipment levels. He's fucking <laughs> prolific. As yeah. Fuck. Oh my! Like we said, yeah, there has to be a percentage of mm. junks just slipping in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. People absolutely. looking at their phones, walking in there, possibly. I don't know. And bodies being dumped, but mm. that's still, man. Even if he only did ten people. Yeah. He's still a fucking exactly. successful well, serial killer. Plain clothes police officers to because he might get dumped into the canal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's their job, isn't it? Not to get dumped into a canal. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> they, I think the idea is that they would be more alert. Yeah, they would. They would see people looking for him. Looking yeah, whereas well, your average guy is walking along, looking at his phone, all a little mm. bit drunk and yeah. staggering a bit, and it's easy to give him a nudge, give him a push. Whereas the police officer's looking out for that. Yep. This is one of those things where in a movie or a TV show there's a certain detective who wants to focus on this case but the management, everyone yeah. above him is telling oh, yeah. it's a fucking waste of and time. It, it's fucking gun like crime going on in yeah. Moss side. And then you and find out it's the chief commissioner at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. this guy, this yeah. detective and his fucking newbie like newbie partner. Yeah, his newbie partner who didn't know nothing wet behind the ears. They're fucking dedicated to this. He won't give up on it. He's got a hunch. And somehow, yeah, they get there and they, they discover But then he it. finds out that his partner's been pushed in the canal. Oh, but he rescues him. Gone yeah, dead. He rescues him, but he's, he's lost hearing in one ear and he can't be a cop no, anymore. maybe he dies. Yeah. Oh, that's even more tragic. Yeah, so he can't be a cop anymore. Yeah. Which is also Copland. And he'll movie. say, he'll say, yeah. and if he's got a bit Stallone of... Stallone actually acts in that yeah. movie. And he's and he's the, he'll, he'll say to his, uh, to his partner who, who isn't gone deaf, he'll say, avenge me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because I have a hearing aid, guys, it'll be okay. <laughs> they can still talk, guys. The people that are deaf from birth that can't talk properly. He's got hearing in one ear. Doesn't the voice just happen? <laughs> I think so. Avenge me. No. Because no. they've never heard speech, they can't get it. Yeah. I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> you might have to cut this bit. <laughs> We have got a deaf listener. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah! Well, he can't oh, hear me at all. He's written all the subtitles. I am so, so sorry. Hey, the subtitles won't know that I was doing what accent he was. Don't blow my cover, just everything's fine. I think you, I think Moving you, on. I think you'll find it funny. He'll be alright. I don't think he will. <laughs> moving on. I shouldn't have been. Oh, moving on, so yeah, underscore serial killer. Ah, mm. oh, here we go. A, um, a bizarre phantom time hypothesis theory says it's actually the year 1720 because the early Middle Ages were faked. I was going to say as well, on a side note, I was looking for conspiracy Facebook groups to join. And I wondered if, um, you remember our episode on Mr Crowley? Yeah. Uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Mm-hmm. They have a Facebook page... I am no part of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. No, you liked their Facebook. They accepted me in. They accepted accepted me in. Like, I pressed like, I'm a member. I had to answer questions. Oh! oh. <laughs> what were they to sacrifice children on the altar of no, Satan? We, we established Every Mr. Tuesday with Gerald. <laughs> we established that Mr. Crowley never did that. Okay. What 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 type of questions do they want to know though? Do you snort coke and goat's anuses? <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I remember one of the questions. It was like a, it was a practicing uh, magic with a K. And I wrote the answer. That is, sex magic's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> and he let me in. <laughs> it's obviously a very serious group. Oh dear. Oh man, but I tell you what, there's some weird shit posted in that. You want to laugh? Join that. Okay. <laughs> you want to laugh? If they accept me. You want to laugh? Join a Satanist group. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. I think I'm, I'm going to. This is the way I go. Then. A theistic Satanist group. Yeah. Which is the worst kind. No, I'll be fine. Satan. <laughs> Friend of the show. He's fine. So how did Satan fake the 1700s? Oh, well, he didn't. Oh, who was it? According to the Phantom Time Hypothesis, Charlemagne, do you know, do you know who Charlemagne is? Um, yep. No idea. Famous Germanic emperor, we're pretty much... All related to all him. All related to him. He conquered most of uh, Europe. Pretty, uh, the, one of the original guys there, energy to burn. Okay. He never existed, along with 297 years that we just made mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. In okay. a world where every idea seems divisive, it can help to know that at least a few things that the world as a whole agrees on. Time. The calendar. And the basic idea that history as we know it happened pretty much like historians say it did. No, it didn't. The Mandela effect. They're changing it. <laughs> Fuck the Mandela effect. It's people remembering shit, Rob. And they just teach us their version. Don't they? Well, yes. Okay, anyway. we, 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 we get told the winner's version, don't mm. we? I mean, so... You know, after all, we can at least agree on it. The year's, uh, what, 2017 for this article. Mm. 2018. According to German historian Hybert Illig, the year is actually 1720. The Gorian calendar is a lie, and a chunk of the Middle Ages was completely made up. Now, nah, this man's not crazy, at least not officially, and he actually claims to have archaeological evidence to support his case. In 1991, Illig proposed his theory aptly called the Phantom Time Hypothesis, he claims there was a conspiracy entered in back in 1000 AD to change the dating system by three world rulers. It claims that Pope Sylvester II, Holy oh, Roman Emperor <laughs> Otto III, oh, Bazin- Otto, I like to get blood though. <laughs> and Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII all got together and changed the calendar to make it seem as if Otto had begun his reign the millennial year of 1000 AD Rather than 1996, uh, no, 996. sorry. The uh, reason being that 1000 sounds a lot more meaningful than 996, considering AD stands for Anno Domini or the Year of the Lord. Illig right. further claims the trio ent- ex- altered existing documents and created fraudulent historical events and people in order to back themselves up. He claims that Holy Roman Emperor Charlemagne was not, in fact, a real ruler but simply a King Arthur-type legend. He explains that although all of this tampering and forgery, an extra 297 years were added to history. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, so there you have it. So that, he says that period of time is fake. Yeah. I say that he is fake. He's not real. Well, no. I mean, it's interesting. Imagine if that did fucking happen. I think yeah. that's plausible, in a way. I could see three fucking arrogant fuckheads doing that a long time ago. Yeah, but all yeah. around the world, monks and things were... Oh, they used to send a note, didn't they? The year's no so-and-so. Sources, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they used to send a note saying the year's no so-and-so update calendar. Don't ask questions on the Pope. Don't ask questions on the Pope. <laughs> yeah, but <message. laughs> yeah, but he had that power. How did they send messages that easily back then? Quick, though? quick, I need a hundred cigarettes and six packs of <laughs> Don't question me on the Pope. <laughs> Just get, get me 17 hookers too. Yeah. <laughs> Not 
the skanky kind. The classic Six kind. Six litres of hose. <laughs> I want 17 hookers, an eight ball of coke, a goat, and three bags of M&M's. <laughs> don't, co- don't question me on the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, he can That'd do that. That would be a great sitcom, wouldn't it? Yeah. Don't question me, I'm the Pope. <laughs> Don't question me, I'm the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> He's always sat on this fucking lizard-headed throne <laughs> in the front room. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, in the front room. <laughs> What's in his snake-shaped telly? Yeah, his bed's like in the carving of that sculpture behind his throne. His TV's <laughs> in the mouth of a big snake's head. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That'd be awesome, wouldn't yeah, it? would be a cool way to hold you. The team. only record in the show is I made it the number of the beast. Okay. <laughs> oh, I could get on with him, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, should we do the next one? So, no, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Was history made up, that bit of history? Yeah, um, no. It might have been. But it might have been. Okay, no. Where's that video of the um, Star Wars? Addict. The Flat Earther. Star Wars addict? No, this is what's come up. I mean, I like it, but I'm not an addict. Right, so uh, the last bit of weird news you've got, I found a 30 second clip from a, uh, this is a breaking news. Breaking? About the flat earth. So let's uh, play that clip. Hello, I'm a flat earther. (laughs) In September, myself and a team of scientists will travel to the edge of flat earth and finally prove that in fact the earth is flat. (coughs) I am putting out the call now to all volunteers who want to get involved in this exhibition. We are going in September. All help is much appreciated. And finally, we will prove to the world that the Earth is flat. Thank you. Fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant. So there you go. You're going to prove it? <clears throat> no, he's not. <laughs> no, he isn't. No. He's, he's going to be so... in Antarctica somewhere, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Or he's never going to come back because he's been mauled by the ice demons and what, got the warm. What if he goes Ooh. in an exact line and ends up exactly where he started from? And they realise, wow, to have done that, it must have been round. Well, see, what the thing is, he's had all these donations from the Flat Earthers. Oh, fuck. And he's basically been on a fucking world, a global trip round on the piss. Yeah. A freezer genius? Exactly. Why the fuck did we think of that? We can still do it. Yeah. We're still going to say that Churchill fingered you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was molested by the ghost of Winston Churchill. You can't prove I wasn't. I'm going to sell like some reparations, story. please. It'll be like the Abbotsville horror. I'll s- horror. I will sell books based upon my story. Yeah. Yeah. Movies will be made. <laughs> the fingering of gas three. Uh, this we, time it's Hitler. We will molest Stein him. We'll molest him on the beaches. We'll molest him on the landing ground. We'll molest him in the fields and in the streets. <laughs> Surprise you got that quote. <laughs> he will surrender. Whatever the cost may be. <laughs> I will invade his anus. <laughs> Whatever the cost may be. Uh, I know, do you know how I know that speech? I just got it wrong and all in the wrong order. It's from fucking Iron Maiden because at the start of the live album, that's the they play the little clip version of yeah. Churchill's speech before they come out on stage. Oh, right. It's nice, yeah. isn't it? Any particular reason? Or? We shall go on to the end. Yeah. Um, just, just fucking awesome yeah. and then kick it into Aces High man that's a good way to start a concert yeah that is actually I yeah. love Aces High it's one of my favourite tracks yeah. very underrated track 
I don't know. I, don't know. I think people know that's it. They start. It does have its own T-shirt, so yeah. Well, we could. I could go on about that all night. Should we? Uh, yeah. Let's explain. We're gonna play. Never go full eggs. I think we got quite drunk this week, didn't we? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Um, um, so basically, this game show involves, and it's a favourite game show in this flat. Yes, we love it. It involves Mike finding us some random weirdos he's found in the net, <laughs> and then pitching them in a battle royale scenario yes. against one of the saints of the show, Alex Jones, the three patron saints being Tony Blair, Alex Jones, and David Icke. <laughs> <laughs> also, like us on Facebook. Yeah. At Cutting the Ball of the Post of the Apocalypse. Follow us on Twitter. See some funny memes. It's, um, Apocalypse Bomb. It'll be fun. Leave us a review if you want. That'd be nice. Nice ones, though. Only a good one. Um, you know, don't say anything... Uh, if you've got anything nice to say, say nothing at all. That's, that's what it. your mum always says, isn't she? So, yeah. Mama knows best. So, uh, let's uh, let's go with the first <laughs> clip then, Mike. Here we go. That's <laughs> <laughs> so patronising. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Okay. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? First one, Pat Robinson. Hey! Friend of the show. Explains why God didn't heal a cancer patient. Okay, this will be uh, disturbing, I'm sure. This is a viewer who says, I've been praying for a friend's wife that had cancer. She passed away. Why are my prayers not being heard? Am I not worthy? Am I doing something wrong? Should I keep praying if I'm not being heard? Well, you don't know you weren't heard. God hears everybody's prayers. The question is, in some cases, he says no, uh, no. And uh, you don't know what went on with that, that wife. You don't know what was in her heart. You don't know what sin she'd committed. You don't know how much unbelief was there. You don't know whether she hated her husband. You don't know any of those things. Uh, but you've been praying, and God says, okay, I'm sorry, but the answer is no. God heard your prayer, okay? There you go. That's about as cold and unfeeling as you can get from a self-proclaimed religion of love. In the world of professional wrestling, if something is too, like, actually physical, it hurts too much, they call it, that was a bit too stiff. Yeah. That was stiff. Yeah. Like, that was fucking cold. Yep. What a cunt. Didn't save it. She may have been a bit of a bitch. Yeah. What? You heard your prayers. You decided to ignore them anyway because he loves you. God said no. You can't. So what does that turn? You know, I'll go back to you at the end. Let's hear. Let's hear who's next first. Is it Alex. Next one is Dave Dybenmeyer that says we have got to re-stigmatize homosexuality. Oh, fuck. Okay, well this guy'll be fun. That's Male it. butt sex is not convenient. <laughs> It's fruitless. Now, I've, I've made this commitment. I don't know how long I'm going to stay up and running because I'm I'm doubling down. And I'll just tell you some of you softy old, old Christians out there, holier than thou Christians. Let me tell you something. We have got to re-stigmatize homosexuality. We've got, we've got, hang on, Vince. We have got to take the behavior and make the behavior front and center. Loving the issue. Love, I love a lot of people I don't have sex with. I love a lot of people I don't have sex with. The homosexual men insert their penis in the rectum of another man. 
Think about that. Think about that. That is what they do. When you walk into Wendy's and you go to the bathroom before you get your hamburger, there's a sign that says all employees must wash their hands before returning to work. Why is that? Because it is dirty down there, right? So it's not Timmy and Billy with a garden. That's not what it's about. It's about a diabolical, demonic activity that is eating our young children. And I'm going to be on the forefront of, of re-stigmatizing what it is that they do. And if you don't like it, go watch something else. I think he wants to be the new Alex Jones and Alex has been kicked from social media. Oh, maybe. Wow. He's got a rival. I think, I think he's, he's good in for that top spot, though. It was just what an opening line. Male foot sex is inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, it's not convenient. I mean, as he was sat there talking about that, that was what came up on the screen. Leave <laughs> yeah. down Male foot sex is not convenient. Why is he sat behind a baseball ground? I want that written on, his, written on his fucking tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Here lies Dave Downmire. Male butt sex is not convenient. <laughs> but why was, he on, why was he sat in front of a baseball ground? Why did he have a baseball ground and throw a shot behind him? It's his gimmick, He's not American. Oh, right. But sometimes, like, straight sex isn't convenient. Like, I don't know, I can think of loads of situations where you wouldn't want to have sex. <laughs> If I was having afternoon tea with my mother and, and, and my missus tried to, tried to suck me off, I'd be like, this is not convenient. <laughs> or appropriate. You <laughs> 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 going to Alex? Yeah, what's Alex got to say? What's his, uh, we got a... He's saying that the Pope is training us to be abject slaves. Oh, okay. He's got to think about the Pope, Annie. He? he was a demon piranha a few weeks ago. Okay, let's see what Alex is going to say to the Pope. He's got a giant fortress full of Swiss paramilitary guards. He has. Hired mercenaries. Yes, he has. The Vatican is rumored to have hundreds of trillions of dollars of assets. They admittedly own more property than anybody in the world. Probably. Are you seeing the Vatican selling of that property to, quote, give it to the poor? No. It's all meant to sell austerity to us, to train us to be abject slaves. Yeah, and I apologize. You might say 35, 50-foot walls. At some point, the Vatican walls are over 100 feet tall, as TV viewers can see right there. That, at, at that point, it's well over 100 feet tall. Tax exempt. And I got to sit here and hear this slime bag. That's what he is of a captured Catholic church, taken over by the pedophiles, blackmailed by the left, and now that they've taken it over worldwide, you're hearing total and complete worship by the media, a basking in his glow, an angel, Christ-like. Oh, he's so wonderful. He's calling for one world religion. Oh my gosh, if he gets his way, a billion people will starve to death in the next 10 years. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> uh, that's just, that's okay from secular. Tell you what, it took me back to my trip to Rome. I've seen them. That, is that, that those are pictures of the Vatican walls. They are. Yeah. It's a fortress. Yeah. Yeah. Vatican City. You know, sign to the Vatican. I conclude that guy, Carl, yeah. Carl Kalinski, just said, "What the fuck?" Mm. I mean, some of what he's saying, you Gee, know, Carl Kalinski. Mm. What a great name. Some of what Alex was saying, you could 
say is there's some truth, the, sp the sprig of truth to them. Mm -hmm. But then it gets to the end and says, how many people will starve in the next A billion. Days? A billion. That's when did he say so that? Probably quite a while ago, I guess. He looked Got a few months. Ten years, a billion people will starve. Well, you never know. Brexit. <laughs> oh, the Pope's fault. <laughs> Fuck you, Pope. Everything's a Pope's fault, isn't it? He's a, he's a if he's got a direct beeline to God, and this is the state the world's in, mm. yes, everything is his fucking Good point. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, all that um, alleged activity on priests and children. And he's he's out a word, shouldn't he? He's really the state of the entire world. Like, it's up to him if he's if he's so godly and got such a direct link to him. Why is it? Why is have he, a fucking word? Why is he mediating every single world political problem? Exactly, why isn't he just getting... Why isn't he going down to North and South Korea and going, hang on, I'll meet you at this place. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've got to run on to God, he'll tell you. Or just get God to smite all the non-Christians and... Uh, that's you know, us, then you, No, I'm, I, I was Christian, so... Oh, right, well, I'm fucked then. I'll raise to heavens with the with the good people during the rapture. You mean apart from all the, you know, shitty living? <laughs> very, <laughs> very big. In, the, in the past. Yeah, we were... <laughs> I was just having a good you, you, time. You, you admitted to earlier. You did say that. I did. I suppose <laughs> I sinned a little bit. I mean, I had a good time, but I didn't commit any of the major. I committed a couple of the major ones of the commandments. What's this got to be? Why am I on trial all of a sudden? <laughs> I'm confused. Why am I defending myself? Look, I'm going to. Oh yeah, that was it. I've been christened, so yeah. Well, listen. Well, when you've been christened, Ben, this is how it works. I think. Right at the end, even though I've done all these sins, right at the end as the rapture comes, all I have to do is look up to God and say, oh, I'm sorry, I regret my sins, love you Jesus, and you big fella. Have you been <laughs> confirmed? What does that mean? That happens when you're at 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can confirm I am here. <laughs> you've been confirmed into the house of God. You know, a second baptism effect. Yeah, oh, if you don't do that one. About that shit. Oh, the baby. baby only takes you to 13, then it's your choice. <laughs> See you in hell, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'll drink to that. <laughs> it's air conditioned now. Every single scientist who ever fucking lived is down there. Well, and all my favourite porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> and, and musicians. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be fun, Dan. Yeah. Well, so should we uh, try and decide... Well, I'm going to go with um, so recap. Oh, yeah. Pat Robinson explains why God didn't heal a cancer patient. Dave Dobermeyer says Mel butt sex is inconvenient. <laughs> and Alex Jones says that the Pope is training us to be abject slaves. I'm going for Dave. You're going for Dave? I'm going for Dave. Dave Dabmeyer, second Your one. Reasons. Oh, second one. Um, because he wants to be the new Alex. He, he, he went full Alex, I think. <laughs> As a, a contender legitimately going for Alex deserves my attention. You got a point there. Yeah, I I think I'm going to agree agree with you, but I just want to say, with number one, how he said God just says no. How does he explain then? So you're praying for yourself, right? But what you're praying for doesn't come true. So you're a bad person then. Yeah, you shouldn't you, pray for yourself. You, who has been like a really... Why not? You should pray for the people. That's a Christian way. Yeah, yeah but surely you're like, pray hey, hey, God, no, no, hey, God, I've got cancer, please help me out. It's yeah. not going to fucking... And it doesn't help you No, but if you're a God-fearing Christian who pays their tithes to the church... I think the idea of it is to pray for other people. 
Yeah, but and I mean, we pay for people who are less. less oh, you asked your family to pay for it. Well, there you go then. Well, well, he, still you can't work. get a direct line to God saying it out there. It still doesn't work. Every person, I'm not my person. I pay my tithe to church. You better hope that you enough people love you to pray for you. I guess. Well, your family would. <laughs> oh man! Oh, no joke. I'll pray for you. No works. It's useless. I'll send you my thoughts and prayers. That's even more useless. I know. Just give me some money so I can go to my bucket list. So according to him, then let's say I know ten sick people. I pray for them all. They all die. All those people are bad. What am I supposed to think? You know, like well, everyone's a cunt. Then I'll yeah, apart from me. Yeah, well, that's basically power. Isn't everyone's a cunt apart from me? That's give me his your philosophy. money. Yeah, give me like, money. He's like hundred and six yeah. and still alive. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Hey, I'm the only godly person out here. Give me your money. You might get a little bit more godly. That's it. But I agree with you that number two went the more full Alex this week because he lost his shit over yeah. something. I it's think not convenient. Really wants it's to just do. not convenient. So how does he know? Do you notice he said it's dirty down there or something to yeah. that effect? They don't carry well, wet wipes. Well, how do you know? I suspect that someone he I, loves I, I, cocks I, right I, in his bumhole. I think he does. Yeah, but then Alex did say that a billion people would die in the next decade of the pope. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's Alex, standard that's, Alex. Yeah, for him that's pretty tame. Isn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was no fucking third dimension, next level, interdimensional. Fucking what? But yeah. yeah, that was fairly. He was okay. pretty there was no vat-growing human-goat hybrids in a fucking underground facility populated by Satanist paedophiles. No, no, you, you got a point there. <laughs> so Good point, guy, well made. Dave Dowermeyer wins this week, and I'm, I expect we'll see more of him because I've seen a few clips of him, and he's batshit insane. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I still don't understand the baseball field behind him. Uh, it's you know, like we said, it's macho, all-American. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> well, I think that concludes this yes. week, doesn't it? So next week we'll talk about um, the more sceptical approach the Amityville horror. We're going to rip that story to shit. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. So that's been uh, Cutting the Bun, the post of the apocalypse. I've been Ben, and I'm going to say uh, don't drink the uh, Flavor Aid and don't join a call. And I've been Gaz, and I'll say goodnight, and free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Hey, this is it. Where you going, Mike? Stop bashing my Jedi training. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. May the force be with you. Devil pig, devil pig, does whatever the devil pig can. <laughs> it's, it's just... Haunts your house, fucks your mind. <laughs> Craps in your shoes. <laughs> oh, that's all. Leaves it for you to find. <laughs> <laughs> Here devil comes pig. the devil pig. <laughs> <laughs> so